Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Boys and girls, welcome to the Sunday session, the session, the Sunday show. Uh, anything I'm missing, JP? The thing. The thing. The that unit. We, that we do. I, so I Most often I don't listen to our intro anymore. Every now and then I put the headphones on and listen to it. Uh, oh, I don't. Brewers. I, I think the only thing that's true about that uh, intro at this point is that we're the only source for live beer radio. Everything else is pretty much a lie. Homebrewers, craft brewers? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. We don't really always have... Beer drinkers! We don't have people from around the world, occasionally. Well, all that time. has changed. We're on the world, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, you know, this like like a guy from New York count as around the world? Uh, He's partway around the world, sure. I mean, if you're American, then that's pretty much around the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why yeah. not? <laughs> that's pretty close. We are the biggest continent. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't think that's true. Is it? it was a jo- America is not a continent. <laughs> well, that's true too. Yeah, that was but North America is not the largest. No, continent. but it, that was the joke. <laughs> I don't get it. I didn't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, folks. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Great show planned for you, as always. I don't think there's ever been a uh, a show that we didn't plan to be great. Uh, whether or not it turns out that way uh, remains Every to be... Every lunch meet known to man. Yeah. This is the most terrible show we're ever going <laughs> to do. We've got an awful show planned for you today. Yeah, we always plan for greatness, I'll tell you that. And uh, this this Sunday is no exception. Chris Graham back in the studio with us from Beer, Beer, and More Beer, also known as More Beer, also known as More Flavor, also known as B3. Anything else? <laughs> What's with all the names Dude on this bags, show today? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, also known as the... Uh, Tax write-off? Yeah. I mean, uh... <laughs> 
Uh, so Chris Cram's with us today. Actually, I'm excited about this. So is Chad. Chad's been telling me how uh, looking forward to this uh, show he is uh, because it's all about tricking out your home brewery with Chris Graham. Chicka chicka. And, uh, <laughs> the last most popular show you did with us was the Brewing on the Cheap. This is kind of the opposite. This is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> this is put my future children through college show. <laughs> yeah. Good call. I think that's fair. I think he yeah. you know, comes in here and talks about how you could not spend money with B3. Now you got to have, you got to have the duality. Yeah. yeah. We need Dr. to offer, Jekyll. we need to offer rims, you know, for our, uh, our, um, Wheels, yeah, on the system, r- the wheelbarrows, like twenty-inch spinners. Spinners, yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. I haven't had a rims in a while. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool if you had spinners on your system. That's an option, even to have the wheels at all, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So but they, soon to be chromed out. Yeah, spinners. could be an added option. They spinning. Uh, so we got Chris Graham. He's going to do tricking out your homebrew system with us today, which is cool. We got a PDF for you. Also, you can download it and follow along. It's from the presentation that you gave at NHC this year. Correct. Which I was supposed to record, but didn't. Yes. Which is cool because we get an extra show out of it. Excellent. <laughs> the fact that I didn't record it. Stretch. Yeah. The ideas. It's all about that. Same with John. Like, I didn't go record John Palmer's. Intentionally, so I could get him in the studio to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do that smart today. that way. You can go right to our homepage, and you'll see a, a segment right there under the This Week segment. And you can download the PDF and look through what we're going to be doing. Basically, it's uh, the top ten things that Chris Graham cannot live without in his brewing system. Nine and of which are me. Uh, yeah, I highly, it's a lot of uh, pictures of JP in swimsuits. So. I can't live without this one. Nice. Oh, and then there's this one. He's so cute in this one. Yeah, so my Greek bikini. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. So get your questions ready, and you know he's got this whole uh, you know outline and discussion planned on the things that that he can't live without, and the things that uh, that Chris really uh, enjoys and, and doesn't want to brew without. But I'm sure that those of you at home have questions about things you've thought about adding to your system that maybe aren't included, and we want that to all be part of the discussion as well. So if you have questions about, you know, maybe you're trying to decide, should I buy this or should I buy that, or or maybe you got a, you know, a little extra in your tax return, or whatever the, the case may be, and you want to know about something, get those questions ready. Join JP in the chat room. Just hit the chat now button. Please do. Right there on the homepage, and JP will take your questions. You can also call us 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. You can call in your questions that way. Wait till later, of course. We're not going to start the discussion right away. Uh, but get them ready, and we'll help you guys figure out how to trick out your system in, in every way that we can. I think Skype's work uh, working today. Uh, I know it's it appears that I'm not online, but I am online. Chris Graham found me from his computer. But it says you're offline. But yeah. as soon as I start a chat, you answered. Okay. Did, did it change my status? No, I, okay. No, so even though it says I'm not online, try me anyway. Find me there. You know, search the Brewing Network if you haven't uh, added me to your favorites, and then uh, you can call us on Skype also. Added to your favorite. Knowing you, you probably have it on ignore. No, I, I don't. Or like ghost oh, or I, something. Let like me that. see. I, I bet I do. No, I don't. But <laughs> I, I checked. He has it unavailable. It says online right now. On my screen, it says I'm online. So yeah. anyway, you're going to need that because we're going to play Beer Jeopardy in the second segment. That's how uh, we're going to register somebody today for our Great American oh. Beer Festival giveaway, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer, White Labs Yeast Company, the Great American Beer Festival, and... 
the Brewing Network. Giving away an all-expense-paid trip. It includes flight and hotel and tickets to all the sessions. you got to pick up your own food, but uh, let's face it, you're not going to eat very much the week of GABF. It's a really liquid diet. And uh, I talked to a nutritionist the other day, and I was told that the reason I'm not hungry very often is because of all the beer I drink. It, it's a lot of caloric intake, and it makes you feel not hungry. And that makes sense. You ever yep. and bloated and all that. You ever not eat right? You haven't eaten dinner yet, and you start drinking, and you were hungry before you started drinking. Uh, but then you're just all of a sudden not really very hungry anymore. Yeah. It's uh, calories, boys, is part of it. Uh, you're, yep. It becomes a part of your diet, and uh, I think beer is the largest part of my diet at this point in my life. I do uh, fill out a insurance thing, like you know, I ask you a bunch of questions, and one of them was, you know. How many nights a week do you have a beer? How many yeah. do you have? And you start getting these guilty feelings. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that wrong? <laughs> I know. But you know what? You know, when you go to the doctor, they always ask you that stuff. Do you smoke weed? Do you, you know, do you drugs? Do you smoke cigarettes? Maybe your doctor does. Do you drink? Mine's never well, asked. They, they got to know that stuff. They, yeah. you, you've never been asked that if you do drugs? I barely go to the doctor. So. I, well, yeah, same here. But when I go, if it's a physical or something, they right. ask you all that. Right. And people lie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they feel awkward. Doctor, man. But uh, yeah, my thing is like he's not asking you so that he can uh, chastise you. There's not he's a trying in the to next room. he's trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Is he pulling on a white glove while you ask these <laughs> yeah, questions? So, yeah, and then you're like, no, I am a picture of health, doc. <laughs> but if he's just doing the questionnaire, he's trying to figure out how to diagnose uh, anything. You got to answer those things right. I think it was Chad who came in one day and was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell him I I drink all this or something. It was the last time I thought about it. And I'm like, Chad. He's trying to help you. If you tell him that, he might, you know, he's not just going to say you have to start drinking or stop drinking. You're going to die. He he would maybe suggest to things. help you out. Yeah. So, Definitely. but he, you know, he's going to say drink less. I mean, oh, you know that's sure. a given. Oh, well, sure. they have to. I think. I mean, anything you do that's not. Uh, I would like my for doctor you? to say. I would like to see you drink a little bit more. It's kind of oh, like man. flossing or brushing your teeth. I'd like to see you get that more. You know. Well, our our doctor would say that to us, but he's our dentist, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I think that doesn't really count. But he would definitely say, I'd love to see you drink more. <laughs> and then drive home. Sad, sad but true. I am positive that Doc is going to kill me at Burning Man. I'm dead. I think oh, so, too. come on. I don't think I'm going to live I'm through it. I'm a veteran. I really don't think I'm going to make it through it. I'm either going to come back deathly ill or dead already. Well, it usually takes me two to three weeks. To recover. recover? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it depends. If you know what you uh, want to avoid there yeah. and you, you strengthen your stance on that uh, and, nice you go, try, and you go in fighting, you might have a chance. You might have a chance. You're screwed. You Don't might. worry about it. Uh, if you if you think well he might be able to you're t- you're, you might as well hang yourself yeah I think yeah. I don't know I'm trying to psych myself up for it Push Eject is uh, messaging my, me right now that JP is the largest part of his diet see so uh, that's <laughs> good, exciting good call yeah that's good maybe don't tell your doctor that but. it's not very filling is it yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, so we're going to do tricking out your brew system today. And then also, uh, toward the end of the show, we're going to do a little hydrometer tutorial. And it's from the More Beer website. They've done a little video that's for us. That's our refractometer. So, oh, yeah, refractometer. That's right. Uh, and the opposite of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do a refractometer. Uh, I even wrote down on my uh, thing that it was a hydrometer, like a dumbass. Uh, okay. Refractometer tutorial. There's got a video over on More Beer. We'll tell you all about that later. And it's a cool thing. going to tell you how to use your refractometer all the way through fermentation and figure out uh, where things are at. It's a really cool way to do it. And um, do you never use a hydrometer now, Chris, that you figured this out? Yeah. 
pretty much that thing's in the trash. Gotcha. And that's cool. I'm, I go through hydrometers all the time, too, because they break, and they only cost $5, so who cares? Yeah. I'll keep one around just to make sure it's calibrated properly and all that good jazz, but for the most part, I don't see a reason to do it anymore. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, well, hopefully maybe all you will feel the same way, and that's later on in the show after we do our uh, talk about the tricking out your system. Announcements, Jamil uh, John Palmer book, Brewing Classic Styles. Of course, it's available in our store. Uh, go ahead and order it, and you get a, a, a Jamil himself will sign it. Or if you order the personal signing, a couple bucks more, he'll uh, you can he'll write messages to you, whatever you want him to say. You're the greatest brewer in the world, or I hate you. Anything you want him to say, uh, he'll do that. And it's uh, the only place that you can get signed copies right now, pre-sale. Books due out in November, so buy that from us. Helps us, helps Jamil, helps the whole deal. Uh, so do that if you're looking for a way to help. And you're going to help yourself. It is uh, more than 80 award-winning recipes. Every single recipe in there has won an award for Jamil. So uh, really a good place to start. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I already even mentioned we're going to do our contest thing today. We're going to be uh, entering two different people into our GABF giveaway. Uh, Jeopardy first, and then we'll do a call-in later. September 9th is the official giveaway. Do I have that right, JP? Ten. Yes, ninth. Yes, September ninth. Sunday, September ninth is our official giveaway. Chris Graham, are you going to be able to make it for that show? Did you guys figure that out? Uh, let's go to September. <laughs> He's going to check. <laughs> I'm his getting count. married, so I have to look at these things. Of now. course, I kind of want Olin here too. Yeah, I'm. I am already written on the calendar. Okay, that I will be here. All right, you going to work on Olin for me? No. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Family <laughs> show. <laughs> Family show for a date or what are we looking for? Here? I want, I want, I want you both in here for the giveaway. It's a big deal. You and know? Regan, we'll get the whites on the phone if they're not in town. We'll do a whole thing. Yeah, Regan would be fun too if Regan. Oh, yeah. You just kick out those one letter. There you go. What <laughs> up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, see if you can do that. I'd like. Uh, I'll work on it. Many of the more beer dudes as I can get here yeah. would be cool. Uh, that's our big giveaway. If you listen live and you're the winner, uh, then you're also going to get a year's supply of White Labs yeast, which is a really cool thing. Um, if The other way to enter this contest, of course, is just to buy vials of White Labs yeast from Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And for every vial you buy, your name goes into a hat. The more you buy, the more uh, more you better your chances to win. So you guys are going to want to do that. This is all expense to GABF, man. Do we have a doc update? I did speak to Doc uh, yesterday for a few minutes. He was still sitting on the beach. So he's getting drunk every day, which is uh, you know surprising to everybody. He, yeah, he calls me almost every day to tell me he what does. he drank for the day. That he's drinking. It's like between the I'm on the beach looking at inappropriate things. Yeah, to, right. I had to go to the hotel room to shower up to go to dinner to drink more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the other thing, he tells me that, and I was like, oh, wow, your wife must be real happy about that. And he starts telling me how you know he kind of has to... He has to be a little sly about it. So when she's off doing other things, maybe she's getting massage or facial or whatever. He's like drinking twice as much, so that when she's there, he only has to like order one, you know, because she'll say things like, you know, you're gonna have another, or uh, or flat out she'll say, you know, stop drinking, which he hates. Scott, leave it alone, please. <laughs> yeah. So he's telling me about that, and he goes, uh, so I can't wait to get to Burning Man because then when you're Pouring yourself a drink at 8 a.m., the only thing you hear from anybody is, uh, hey, make me one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so he was real excited about that. But yeah, he's really got to finagle his vacation time with his wife. <laughs> Doc, our drunk dentist. <laughs> See, that's why I, I can't really go on uh, vacation with Doc because uh, that's why I'm afraid that Burning Man's. It, gonna... It's a different ball game, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Burning Man's not a vacation. 
No. You got to work. Yeah, you know. You, if, if you're going with dogs, you actually it's, do it's end work. up working. Yeah. At, at Burning Man, I've, I've done welding. I have ridden around for hours looking for parts for things. I see. I, it's a lot more than just getting messed up all the time. You see, I'm not hoping for that. I, when I'm not getting messed up, I just kind of want to be sitting there, you know. I don't really want to do anything. I want to sit no, there. That, I want to people watch. Well, that's why you kind of get drunk so you don't have to do anything anymore. No one asks you to do anything. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I can definitely do that. That's cool. Uh, all right. What else do we got here? BN Army shirts. Buy them in the store. Some sizes are gone already. Email chad at thebrewingnetwork.com if you have show suggestions or general gripes. Although feedback stuff should come to me still and technical issues should come to me. Justin at the Brewing Network. You can get JP, JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. There you go, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's talk about Shat's brew a little bit. Shat was brewing yesterday. Shat has dropped me as his uh, as his brewing tutor. He totally he dropped move. me. Step yeah. in my game. Do you want my cell phone? Or uh? <laughs> He's now under the tutelage of the great Mike McDole. Oh, well, never mind. You don't need mine then. Yeah. It's my brew buddy. He dropped me like a bad habit, literally. I am kind of like a bad habit when it comes to brewing. And now Mike McDole, like, they brew together, and uh, he Had all the dinner. questions go to Mike. Throw uh, the science out the window. I was really... Let everything uh, fly. I was kind of upset about the whole thing, really. It really <laughs> kind of hurt me. You are very sci- very scientific, I can say that. Mike's just like, ah, that's fine. It's true, actually, a little bit. I, I love that. Because I just hear, but yeah, I'll be like, ah, you shouldn't do that. And, and I, I'll say I it th- to... I think Mike's just being nice. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. You know, it's really funny now it's because... It's okay that you lifted the lid and spit inside your boil kettle after you chill. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, I'll say things like, maybe you shouldn't do that. And and Chat's answer always now is, no, Mike said it's cool. <laughs> Every time. No, Mike said it's fine. And I can't really argue with that. Mike makes great beer. What am I going to say? So has been a uh, lot of fun with Mike. Yeah. That has. So what did you brew with McDowell yesterday? His well, actually, Jamil's Belgian Pale Ale recipe. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Good beer. We were drinking McDole's version of it during oh. the show last week, which was Fantastic great. Fantastic beer. And so did did McDole go and put together the grains for you and stuff? Is we kind of met up and we kind of got together. Oh, they're having, it? like, brew dates. Yeah. Now. I'm telling you, these two are inseparable But now. this guy, <laughs> he grabbed three batches. Three batches. Oh, yeah. He makes John just run everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like, I like it when he comes in and just orders John around for about an hour. So he doesn't even do it himself. Like, he, some of us go back there. And we'll he'll be... do his grains for the most part, but everything oh. else. Yeah. He's there long enough to drink a six-pack of Bombers. I can tell you that. Oh, Brings, yeah. like, a six-pack, hangs out. You know, it's great. Yeah, you got to go to more beer on Fridays if you want to hook up with McDole. See, I go in there and... I'm glad that he, because ma- I feel like you pay those guys in the showroom for a reason. But I know everybody, so I never ask. I go just do it myself, and I don't want to do it myself. I want to go in and be lazy and drink beer too. But I feel like a jerk going to John and saying, "Hey, you know, go make my my kit." For yeah, me. no, I think he does all his own grains, but it's you okay. know he doesn't know where like some of the hops are stored and that kind of. Right. Jesse is great for that. Jesse oh, yeah. is on it. The new guy. He's yeah. the interview in this month's uh, More Beer podcast. You get yep. a little insight into a new guy at More Beer. Great guy. Some man, a few words, which makes him work harder. <laughs> yeah, he really doesn't say a lot. Cool kid though. If yeah. you, you'll find him in the in the in the showroom, he's always got the. I think he's always got the trucker hat on, right? Yep. yep. And uh, he's a good kid, so he's learning a lot down there. You can learn about him in this month's uh, More Beer Monthly podcast. Go to morebeer.com and download it uh, right there. So how did the brew go yesterday? Great. Everything mm-hmm. went perfect. Hit your numbers okay? Uh, up until the last bit. You know, I did the boil and ended up a little uh, like right on, but my volume was low. Okay. So, so, so your gravity was what you fermenter, wanted. The gravity was right on, uh-huh. but I just didn't have enough. 
So, so what'd you do? I added water. Yeah. See, Shaq can't deal with the <laughs> low. I love it. Like, I if I hit that, it. I'd be like, well, I got what I got. That's I got right. my gravity. My hops are going to match up with my malt. Everything's perfect. But no, now we got to go weaken the sugar. Having content. a tough time yeah. coming to grips with that. Yeah. Like, what'd you say to me today? Like, you just, uh, more quantity than quality at this point. Yeah, you're more. But I need to start thinking more quality Chad, than quantity. Chet, you brew every friggin' day. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I just hate seeing quality. a fermenter wait, wait, not filled to the Wait, brim. this is the other guy yelling who never yeah. hits his gravity. Yeah. No, I do. That was <laughs> I did once. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Jerks. Uh, Gotta bring up old shit. <laughs> well, Shat said to me, he goes, you know, I just can't see spending the money and then not getting all the beer out of it. And I said, well, why spend the money and not get good beer out of it, <laughs> yeah, too? Yeah. Good point. It, it's a Touché. tough one. We'll talk about like, after the show or, or between breaks, like, what he can do to get that up. Because he's going to have to alter his recipes a little bit just to get himself more pre-boil. Because his pre-boil was spot on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's just calculating in his ba- his recipe formulation for too small of a batch. I see. And well, doesn't it also mean because our kettle was it was full as full as you can get? So doesn't it also mean that maybe our kettle is too small? It, it, it's harder. You have a sh- more shallow, wide kettle, so yeah. you're going to have less inches of height space when yeah. you're trying to get it to a boil. But you can hold back some of that wort. So uh, you can right. hold back a gallon or so, keep it to the side, last 20 minutes, you've evaporated enough to be able to add that back in. Oh, great idea. Still sterilize it yeah. back. It's the right sugar content, everything like that. Absolutely. And we did a little bit. Okay. We did you play did with it a little bit. bit. But, you know, as soon as I threw the chiller in there, the last 20 minutes or so, that's when I started having the issues. Because I didn't know how much volume I was really losing as far as... But it, I mean, if you get your pre-boil consistent, yeah. and, I mean, you should get between a 10 and a 15% evaporation rate, depending on what kind of boil you're doing. Yeah. But if your gravity's right on that pre-boil, you can't change that on the post-boil. You know, that, yeah. I mean, that's going to follow suit with the okay. water evaporating off, and it's just, it's locked in at the pre-boil. It is. What oh, it okay. is, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, the, the we statement that says it all. Yes, it, it is what it is, <laughs> everybody. That's my. It's the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> so, but you ended up. So you were. It was supposed to be what ten fifty two, and I was ten fifty. After you added after water, yeah. Would you add a gallon or so? About. Yeah. A little over. It'll be fine. Yeah. A couple points low. What the hell? What are you guys talking about? I'll tell you, I had a great <laughs> starter. Yeast starter. Yeah. I mean, that thing was just going. And so. only for about twenty four hours, you put it in there. That's right. Almost two thousand milliliters, right? It's like about sixteen hundred. Yeah, you kind of took Whitey's advice from last week. You did a two thousand mil starter. You only use one vial. Right. Um, you put it in there, and, and actually, Whitey said that he found that two days was ideal uh, for a, a starter to get that good. Um, uh, just it, it started, not replicating, but uh, the I guess it was the anaerobic or the aerobic going. I forget. Um, listen to the show, not me. Um, <laughs> aerobic means going. So you you had it though for tw- about twenty four hours, uh, day and a half, day and a half, thirty six okay. hours. There you say. go. And it was it was you put it in uh, on Friday. It was moving when we uh, when we woke up Saturday morning. Oh yeah. When yeah. I woke up in your arms Saturday morning, yeah, that thing was <laughs> the spooning. It was going, you know. Pretty psyched about that. Yep, that's cool. It's a good pitch. That's your first time you've ever done a starter. <laughs> no, second. Oh, this second. isn't the Friday show, yeah. boys. Oh. What are you guys talking about? You know, we woke up. It was excited. It was a good pitch. We're actually trying to talk about beer. Oh. Is this going to be a dick joke show all the way <laughs> through? Hey, show, huh? He started you first. Okay. You guys know how I feel about that stuff. This is we've become very serious on this program. Sorry. Get your game face on, JP. JP's grounded. Sorry for eight minutes. <laughs> Had an Oz sighting. In the Oz is in the chat. Mm-hmm. He was. I won't say his name. 
Because he didn't come in as Oz. Ah. Uh, so maybe he wants to be in incog- he sent you a private message and said, hey, it's me, Oz. Yeah. I see. Because he likes me. Our non-drinking <laughs> friend, Oz. Yeah. Non-drinking? Yeah, he quit. What? He's on the wagon. He quit because he said, if Chris does it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Smart, yeah. man. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it was a while ago. That's why we haven't heard from him a lot. He got a new job. Quit. He's not drinking at like two in the morning. No. To, to be drinking live. <laughs> I just... uh I think he's just drinking too much. I might have to quit soon. <laughs> well, you should. You look like hell. I do look awful. Oz is still a handsome young man. I'm doing fine. What, a listener wrote me and said you should stop drinking so much. It's like, what's oh, going on here? That's just wrong. Yeah. I think, hey, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, Daniela, why don't you just, why don't you just call him up? I'm going to write in. You could have just scared. phoned. Yeah, jerk. That was my mom. <laughs> oh, hey, did you ever hear back from your parents? Have not. No. <laughs> Okay. Well, I have. It's all good. Okay, now I don't. But know. they never mentioned any of the antics that we mentioned oh. earlier. Any of Shat's antics. Shat heard from the girl on Friday, but nothing came of it. She didn't show up or anything. Shat's crazy bitch. <laughs> all right. Uh, so nothing else about your brew that we should mention. It was pretty uneventful. It sounds like. No, all I can say is the color was a little darker than Mike's that we had last week. That's right. And he thinks he screwed up his grain. Yeah, he thinks he forgot to add something to his grain bill. Because yours was the color of... The uh, aromatic. He, oh, okay. he doesn't think he added that. That'll change it a little bit, but also might be just the two different boil kettles, two different flame sources. Yeah, because with all the, you might be caramelizing a little well, bit. Well, no, I, I mean, mean, even different for the right out of the mash. Yeah. Oh, right in the yep. mash. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, if you remember last week, his was almost uh, the color of a gold, a Belgian, like a golden ale. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I really liked it. And he probably forgot one of the darker, because aromatic is... is I, thought, I, would, I would think it's less than a five-level bond. Aromatics really, really oh, okay, light. Okay, because I thought that so was the darker think, of the grains. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. no I don't know what is, you used in the Aromatic is light. It wouldn't really do a whole lot of color anyway. Shat just pulled that out of his ass anyway. Well, no, I Probably. mean, it was the biscuit substitute, right? Yeah, the aromatic. Yeah. aromatic, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's what McDole said. I, well, I thought it was the darker one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's me, not McDole. Not McDole saying, I see. <laughs> they call McDole. I'm not answering your questions anymore, so uh, you're going to have to figure it out with McDole. <laughs> you know what I Jerk. like? You know how we've given Spherical Camel a bunch of crap for his name? Yeah. He's now going by Camel. <laughs> yeah. In the chat that. room. <laughs> <laughs> now we're that. just going to add toe to the end of it anyway. We're still going to make fun of the poor bastard. I love it so much. <laughs> if he ever has a towing, if he ever like decides to, to run a tow truck service, yeah. it has to be Camel Toe. That's true. All right, I got to get to the feedback so we can take a break and then. Do it. Um, uh, oh, my God. You've got mail. Jeopardy to do here. A lot of good email this week, and I decided to, you know, for a change of pace, go ahead and read the nice things that people have said. I did get another one from Angry JP. You remember how awful the last one was, JP? It was really bad. This one was worse, and actually it was so bad that it wasn't even entertaining. So I was like, I'm not going to read that. So Angry JP, if you want it on the air, you got to, you know, when you're insulting me, you got to be funny, not just uh, crude. That's the That's the rule. I read the bad stuff if it's funny. People like to laugh at making fun of me. Wow. Mort is in the chat room, huh? All right, let me get to the feedback. We'll see what we can do with more. I don't believe it. Justin, you no-talent asshat-wearing, rat-pad-living, all-grain wannabe hack. Just kidding. I think you guys are great. I love when people are like split personality. Oh, I burned him so good, John. You should listen to it. (laughs) 
I've been mostly a podcast listener for about one and a half years now and tell all my beer friends about you guys. Thank you for doing that. Everybody should be doing that. I appreciate it when the BN Army tells other people about us. We don't advertise. It's all word of mouth. We've done very well with that method. Yep. And I appreciate all of you guys who do that. It says, my beer knowledge and brewing techniques have increased substantially since I started listening. Ooh. Wow. And he listens to you. They get the only new mic. (laughs) That's right. Imagine that. Back to the reason I'm writing this email. After listening to the competition show and hearing feedback from other listeners who've entered competition, I finally decided to toss my hat into the ring. As an Orcal listener from Monterey, I decided I should start, uh, start small and enter a local competition first. It just so happens that the Monterey County Fair has a category for homebrew. I entered four of my best beers and found that I almost took a clean sweep. I took first and best of show for my organic nut brown ale and tied myself for two third places for a Scottish Wee Heavy and a winter spice beer. Now comes the funny part. I only competed against one other beer. So that means of the five beer entered, I <laughs> brewed four of them. <laughs> Poor bastard. thirds twice. <laughs> Place another check mark in the win column for the BN Army, though. A win is still a win. I can't wait to see the feedback from the judges. I guess now I should send some beer to bigger competitions. Thanks for the great beer radio. Serving the BN Army proudly, that's Matt, a.k.a. PSU Weatherman. What did we all learn by that? Enter small competitions, no, you win. Enter that competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to win some, uh, yeah. start your own competition and be the only entrant. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Imagine he gets, maybe he didn't know until he gets all these medals. He's like, wow, I'm such a fantastic brewer. And then he finds out later that there were five beers in there. Four were his. That yeah. happened That happened to me in a local comp a couple years ago. I found out I won a second place for my wood-aged uh, brown. Like, yeah. Oh, sweet. There was one beer in the category. Really? Mine. And you want a second? And I got a second. <laughs> nice. And you got a second? And I got a second. <laughs> How does that happen? They don't have jerks. to award a first, I yeah, guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. You like that? Oh, that's worse than all my suck stories, dude. Yeah. Well, at least I got an award. They didn't have <laughs> to. a major ha- award. Could have yeah. been, been a third place. It, or uh, or yeah. a certi- what if you got a certificate? Oh, oh that would have been awful. <laughs> It's a 21, but What if, what if they just place. threw up in a box and sent it to me? <laughs> you still Here, Here's your beer back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Let's get through the rest of this yeah, feedback. My wife got me a brewing kit for my birthday in April 2007, and she doesn't. She didn't know what she was getting into. Since then, brewing has become an obsession. Your show has only fueled my obsession, so thanks. I listen to your podcast at work every week. The bulk of my brewing education comes from your show. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, this guy's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Since I started listening, I've entered three home brewing competitions and received the following. One honorable mention, two bronze medals, one silver, and a gold. Wow. Hey, all right. Yeah, he's doing, all, he's doing awesome. Absolutely. With each win, my addiction grows. You could say I have an alcohol problem. Not drinking it, but making it. I just can't keep an empty carboy. Like Chet. Anyway, I enjoy the show. Keep up the great work. That's from Brandon. That's cool, man. It's doing well. Uh, oh, this is one of my favorite emails I've gotten in a long time. And the guy has a blog, too. I'll give you his blog at the end of it. He blogged about... He just came to NorCal. He's a creepy-looking dude, but he's really funny. Uh, Justin, you no-good, useless, sterile hack. Oh. Uh, he starts with a joke. You guys know it has 16 legs, weighs 2 tons, and has 4 teeth? 
Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's from Arkansas, by the way. Uh, has 16 legs, weighs two tons, and has four teeth. Some people in Arkansas. An Arkansas cheerleading squad. I knew it. Oh. <laughs> That's good. I like it. But I love the Brewing Network. I listen to the archives as part of paying for my sins. The shows are great and help pass the time in training for a big hike I'm doing in the Grand Canyon. The recent session with the doctors, not that tooth guy, but the whites, was super. I learned more about yeast than God should allow. It was respectful, politically correct, non-vulgar while entertaining. Keep up the good fucking work. (laughs) Good luck with the career and keep on talking. It's all you have going for you. I do love Dr. Scott and JP, but not the way you do. And uh, I think he's Captain... I don't know if his name is Wilderness or Cap'n Kirk. He, I think his uh, forum name is Wilderness, a.k.a. Cap'n Kirk of the Arkansas Brewing Network Militia. He's not in the Army. He's out there, way out there in Arkansas. So he's in the Militia. Uh, he says, we are armed with brew pots and we are not afraid to use them. And he did a blog of his recent trip to California because for some reason I believed you bastards, he said. And I read his blog, and I'm going to say this. I don't read anybody's blog because they bore the shit out of me. My blog bores the crap out of me. Your blog bores the crap out of me, too. Yeah, even your posts. I, actually, I did read your posts, JP, My but blog? I didn't enjoy it. Both of them? Yeah. I, uh, well, I one and a half. I read, oh. one. I read completely one, and I, I skimmed the other one. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, but this guy's blog was really good. And you get this he, he pictures of himself, and like a, he's kind of a creepy old guy. Nice. But he came out here to visit his son, and he, and he just seems like a cool guy, and the way he writes about everything. He was really proud to come out here and see his son, and he dragged his son and his wife to, like, all of the spots that we said, we always say they should go, and it was his birthday while he was here, so they were okay with it, and it's cool. So go to uh, no W's, go to uh, wilderness.googlepages.com slash home. So wilderness.googlepages.com slash home, and that's his blog. It's a cool thing that he put up there. And he says, really, thanks for the good information, entertainment, and hang in there. That's from Kirk. Captain Kirk. Uh, what else do I got here? Uh, some of them are too nice. I don't want to read the ones that are too nice. Oh, here's one that was pissed about last week. Justin, obviously a talented hack since you figured out how to piss people off. Uh, what the fuck? There was no meltdown last week. Come on, man. We're dying here. I spent my entire day brewing in the heat, only to miss most of the show. When I did get a chance to listen, expecting to have an enjoyable evening, I sat and heard serious discussion the last half hour. <laughs> I realized the need to learn, and I get tons of information, but it was like listening to grass grow. Hell, my hops were more exciting. Thank you for the past shows. If it wasn't for the BN, I wouldn't have some of the friends I do now. Do I need to donate more so we can buy back the meltdown? Yes. Don't mess with a good thing. Have a good day. That's from Pete to Dink. I like that guy. <laughs> so he was angry about last week. I don't know. That's just the way it goes, right? Yep. Ups and downs, baby. Yeah, that's your feedback. All right, so uh, we're going to take a quick break. we got to do Jeopardy. I hope that my Skype is working because I'm going to need a contestant. You guys know how this works. If you don't, I'm going to explain it anyway like I always do. Uh, is you the Merv Griffith tribute uh, Jeopardy game? Why, is Merv dead? Merv Griffin died, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. Like two weeks ago. How come I'm not? I don't ever get the good death news. I get all the other news, but that's when people die. I don't know that. I think it's death scares me. I avoid that news. See the word death. Yeah. Run. If they've died of a heart attack, I don't want to read it. Uh, what happens? Yeah, you got that bad heart. You got that yeah. monkey's heart, don't you? Yeah. I thought so. 
I don't know. He died of. Uh, uh, I think he had leukemia or some bullcrap. Uh, he had he some. Died. He had something. It wasn't just old age, but he had something. Yeah. But I didn't know he he created Jeopardy and uh, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, no, Wheel, no, Wheel he's Fortune, a yeah. smart guy. Yeah, I'm talking years of entertainment there. But he's fun at parties. <laughs> hey, I came, with this, I came up with this new game. It's called the Orgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're gonna do. Hey, Drew uh, Drew Beecham, who's gonna be on our show in a few weeks. He's gonna be on in September. Uh, last time I spoke to him, he was on his way to try out for Jeopardy. I think it was like the second round or something. We'll oh, have the second f- round. Yeah, I got a neighbor who, who's he's tried out twice. Oh yeah, yeah but he no, hasn't made it. Hasn't huh? made it though. But a second round. That's uh, it, they do uh, fifty questions in a minute. Wow. I don't hold me to that. I know he was trying out. I don't know if it was second round or not. We'll have to ask him when he gets here. Yeah. So I think he's either going to be, you know, very interesting or extremely boring. Who knows? <laughs> right, Drew. You better spice up your trivia when you get in here. Um, okay, so Beer Jeopardy, when we get back, it is to enter somebody, one lucky winner, into our uh, competition for GABF giveaway. We'll be doing it twice today. Not two uh, Jeopardies, but we'll be entering two people. Uh, JP will be playing for somebody in the chat room, and Chris Graham will be playing for somebody in the chat room. We'll take a caller, 888-401-BEER, and we'll take a Skyper, assuming it works I'm not going to take anybody until we come back from the break. So you have to wait till we come back from the break. Don't start. I won't answer any calls right now. When we come back from the break, we'll do that. So, Beer Jeopardy, everybody. Always a good time to do that. Couple of contestants. We'll have four people playing to win. And, uh, Shat's just going to sit there like a, like a load. Yeah! We'll be right back. It's a session. Hang in there, kids. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewing Network. And you're back with the Ultimate Home Brewing Show, where today's topic is dark beer. But first, let's go to the phones. Who are we talking to? Jamel. Jamel Zanisha. What can we do for you, Jamel? What were you guys saying about dark beer? All dark beer is really strong and bitter. Well, you guys might want to look for a new source of brewing knowledge. We're using Poor Harold's Almanac 1947. You know of something better. Brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. 80 award-winning recipes and how to brew them by the number one names in home brewing. Extract, partial mash, all grain. We cover it all. Reserve your copy today at the Brewing Network store. I will sign one just for you. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details on Brewing Classic Styles, the homebrew book of the year. So, do you cover Bach beer in there? You betcha. Because I've been saving all the sludge from my fermenter so I can make some real soon. Oh man, you really need this book. Order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com, the official broadcaster of the Great American Beer Festival. You love the smell of a burning cross in the yard. You do 
Goose-step salutes in your Doc Martin boots And you quoted Mein Kampf in our fifth anniversary car I think you're a Nazi, baby Are you a Nazi? You might be a Nazi, baby You keep extensive files on the Nuremberg trials And you watch them whenever they're airing I guess I should have known when you bought a new bone for your puppies named Gerbils and Gehring. You showed up late to our very first date. I said, how are you? You said, white power. Call me paranoid, but I'm not overjoyed. When you ask me if I want to shower, I think you're a Nazi. Don't be lying, baby. Are you a Nazi? Zion, maybe Your every dress is monogram SS You hold an Aryan picnic and bash And it makes me irate when you say I look great When I wear a little tiny mustache Your social politics say that races don't mix And you call it pure blood pollution And whenever I'm sad you say it's not so bad For every problem there's a fight Solution, I think you're a Nazi. Give me an answer, baby. Are you a Nazi? You drive a fucking Panzer, baby. You say that love is blind, so how could I have guessed? But then again, I met you at the Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Okay, we're back and getting ready to do us some beer, Jeopardy, and I just want to point out to everybody so that you know and you get to experience the same thing we are, there's a lot of sweaty balls in the studio today, it's hot again, I turned on the AC kind of late in the day, uh, and it hasn't really dropped temp in here, No. and uh, we're about to break out the gold bond, so now that you all feel like you're with us, uh, we can move on and start playing... 
Beer Jeopardy. That was nice. I haven't done a good one like that on the air in a while. I'm just going to go ahead and pat myself good on out. the back good uh, out. for that. Uh, we already have a contestant on the phone. I don't know. What we do got mean? a weird. Were we supposed to be doing beer trivia? Well, we're doing beer Jeopardy. Yeah. Okay. Right. So there's some guy. First of all, he was taking a leak. <laughs> As he was calling, he goes, "Hey!" And he's, all, you know, you can hear it. Pee like, "Hey!" And he's like, uh, "I'm peeing. I'm, I'm going to play beer. I'm going to play. I'm ready for trivia." Ah, I don't know what you're so talking needs, about. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, "Beer trivia," and he's just peeing. He goes, "I'm peeing." <laughs> but yeah, I know. Can you hear that? Awesome. Yeah. Is he hammered? What so are you? What are you week? doing? <laughs> I'm ready for beer trivia. Like, hold on. So I think it might be a lot of fun. I don't know. Oh, awesome! I might uh, uh, call her. What's happening? Not much. How's it going? <laughs> See, JP makes them sound like yeah. some insane, like, uh... He's like, he's like trying to make me pee or something. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> JP, you are such a delusional homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the fucker's a psycho, man. <laughs> Who are we talking to? What's the name? This is Pete up in Idaho. Pete, what's happening, brother? Not much. How's it going? It's good, good. So you ready for Beer Jeopardy, then? Well, I'm going to try it, yeah. All right, we'll let you play. What the hell, right? Uh, we got right. Pete from Idaho. Chat, uh, you're in charge of all this. Scores, names, everything. Don't count on me for anything. <laughs> uh, and then we'll take a Skyper. So Skype me at uh, the Brewing Network, and then Chat is, I mean, uh, JP, whatever his name is over there, on the other side of the studio, is taking care of the, uh, of the chat room. So we'll get somebody in there, and uh, we'll have two people playing from the chat. We'll have uh, Pete here and somebody on Skype. Uh, so go ahead, Skype me up. Hopefully it's working. Uh, our name is uh, the Brewing Network. There we go. We got somebody here. Let's see. Let's now. All we gotta hope is that it works. Jeff, can you hear me? Hey, Jeff, you there? <laughs> well, he's there. Jeff just fell down a well. <laughs> Jeff, uh, <laughs> Jeff just died. Jeff, you there? Huh? Does he have a mic? Well, he does have a mic, because I can definitely hear... Oh, but it tells me that Skype cannot uh, hear me talking. I am so sick of this shit, man. i got to say right now. Do you want me to do Hello? Hello? Hey. Hello? <laughs> hey, can you hear me? Don't hang up. All right, hang up, then. I don't care. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you, buddy. Can you hear me? All right, just, just wait there a second. See, this stuff really pisses me off, to be quite honest. There's not a lot that gets to me except for when the show comes to a screeching halt. And then I get pissed. Let's try this. Uh, will that work? Can you hear me now? Mm, I feel like that stupid ass on the Sprint commercial. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he showers more than once a week. Uh, let's try. See, the problem is that I have like eight sound cards on this stupid thing. How about now? Can you hear me there? Oh, fuck me. Chad, why are you doing this? Maybe it's yeah. his. Sorry. And, uh, Way to work it through, Chad. Here I am, like, uh, trying to fix all this stuff, and it's not even mine. Let me hang up on that dude. Sorry, buddy. Won't even let me hang up on him. <laughs> He's calling back. Hey, somebody else Skype me. I'm going to drop Skype here in about 30 seconds, and we're going to figure out some other way to get a contestant. That sucks. Ooh. Hey, can you hear me? No, you can't hear me, dude. That's that same guy. Somebody else Skype me. Maybe I should call somebody and see if I can get it to work. Chat, do something producer-like here that uh, makes the show interesting. You know what you should somebody do? call in. Call <laughs> Jesus. Call John Palmer. Use and the see phone. If you say, hey, John, is my Skype working? Yeah, I just want to test that. All right, got to go. He's not on there. All right, here's Bug Eater. I know his thing works. But Bug Eater, you can't. He can't play, but... Oh. I don't know what the hell that is. 
Now the whole world is calling me. Chad, it's like we're underwater. Yeah, you need to. Uh, it's a weird Asian game. <laughs> what is find, it? Find prickly spider. I re- I literally have like thirty eight people calling me, and I can't like. You want them to call my Skype, and we'll just put the mic up to it or something? <sighs> oh, man, I'm so pissed off right now. It's unbelievable. Chad, you should have gone through this before the show. Make sure everything works. Did anybody show up for rehearsal? Nobody ever shows up for What's rehearsal. What's a rehearsal? I can't even answer a call right now. Now I want... All right. F you, Skype. That's it. I'm quitting on the Skype. Don't bother calling. Uh, all right. So how are we going to do this? Hey, I need look. An, you're off. Someone phone in. I need I another... I by default. No. Well, we definitely have three contestants, so we're just going to go with three contestants. Did, Chat, did you just say somebody phone in? <laughs> that's your producer. I am going to... That's it. I'm kidding. Kick I'm him kidding. in the neck. Sorry. Sorry. Don't come <laughs> in. Don't sweep with it. that under the rug. All right, we're just going to go three contestants then. So it's uh, JP, Chris Graham, Pete here. Uh, I still have one in the chat. What am I supposed to tell them to type? I went over this with you at the at the <laughs> right before you went. <laughs> but on I the figured air. you were going to tell me so I could do it right right then. I didn't you know do it. I mean? <laughs> JP just gave me the look like you told me to tell him to do it, and then when I told him to do it, he looked at me like I wasn't supposed to tell him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Show's over. We'll be back next week. Uh, You're all winners. Pete, fuck it. You can have the whole trip. Pete's going to GABF. Hey, at least I solved the technology problem that is the telephone. Yeah, you're good at this. <laughs> Pete's like on a rotary phone in Idaho, yeah, and t- it works. <laughs> Tell us this it. isn't wireless or... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I lit- now I can't close Skype. I can't answer Skype. You know I can't why? do anything. Get off the PC. I don't want a Mac. I refuse to go to the Mac. Ugh. Oh, keep up the good fight, Justin. <laughs> yeah, it's working well for you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Boy, if I thought I was sweating before this segment, it's a lot worse now. I'm steaming right now. I have a beer. Oh. How, did you, do we got contestants in the chat there? JP's going to be a bitch the rest of the show now. He's Now he's offended that I told him to do it, even though he told me to tell him to do it. I'm ready. Oh, man. I feel sorry for whoever JP is playing for. Offensive CJ. Is that who you're playing for? Yes, sir. Who's uh, Chris Graham playing for? (laughs) You only did it one at a time, didn't you? I am sh- I'm I was answering the phone when you were going over it, so I didn't know. <laughs> in my defense, I was answering the phone. Okay, Chris is playing for Dr. Camel Toe, which oh, is a uh, spherical camel. Sorry about Has, that. Didn't spherical. he play didn't he play already? Like oh, yeah. last week or something? Is it a once a play or once win? I mean, I think they could play as often as they want, right? I don't know. Why not give more people opportunity to play? Because I don't know if I don't I don't know. Uh, we didn't really go over that in the beginning. Chat, has he played before? Yes. Yeah, he's Chad out. Chad doesn't know. He's out. Next person to say Chris uh, is... Oh, buy some yeast. Hop top. There we go. Hop top. All right. Yeah, you got to be new. You can't You can't play over and over again. That ain't right. You got to uh, share the love with the rest of the army. That's ridiculous. Chris Graham, your talk better be good today. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a computer looks like. <laughs> All right, here's your categories today, everybody. Pete, listen up. You may want to write these down um, so that you know you got four categories here. Your first category is That Must Be Belgian. Your second category is Brew House Flavors and Smells. Third category, I like this one, Name That Listener. 
So I hope that uh, you guys are paying attention to who participates here. Oh, and last category is uh, one of our old-time favorites, to beer or not to beer? That is the question. So here, a couple of things I ought to tell you about these categories. Uh, some of them will not be strictly beer questions, okay? They might have something else to do with whatever the category is. Like gay talk show hosts? Something or? like that, yeah. So what things that Justin does in his spare time. Uh, and, and the to beer or not to beer category, I don't know if you guys remember that from a while back, but basically I give you a beer name, you tell me if it's really a beer or not. Well, since there's a 50-50 chance there, if the guy gets it wrong, the next person to buzz in is obvious, obviously gets the points. The caveat to that, that, that category is it's the only category where if you get it wrong, we take the points from you. So if, if you, for example, jump in on the 400-point question and you get it wrong, uh, nobody else gets to answer, but we take 400 points from you. Ooh. Yeah, a little twist there. Yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's the way that we're going to do it. Chat will be keeping score for everybody. Uh, Chris Graham, what's your, what's your buzz going to be today? How are you going to buzz in? Pete, you be thinking about yours. I have no idea. Come up. What kind of things do we do? Any kind of noise. Honk, if you we, can, uh, if, may, if you have like a something that you're really good at making noises, you could do that. Or if something <laughs> that, preferably, it makes you sound she's, stupid. She's not here. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, Chris Graham. Oh, ready to get married. Ready to get married. So all that'll be over. Going <laughs> hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Anything. You, it could be anything. It could be a word. Be too. serious. I don't care. Beer. Beer. All right, he's going to go with beer. Jip, what's your uh, buzz going to be? Clang. Always with clang. And uh, Pete, what are you going to use? Buzz. He's going to use buzz. So we've got beer, buzz, and clang. That's how we're uh, getting through. Oh, Jay Brew just walked yeah. in the room. What's happening, brother? He nice rang, to have He you. rang the doorbell, though. Oh. And there's no chicks. Two rules. Listeners oh, okay. coming in. Right. Uh, bro- uh, listeners just walked in the rooms. Jay Brew from the forum, and he's and he's violated Chat's rule of uh, you have to bring hot chicks in the studio. Well, does he know how to get a beer yet? Because uh, <laughs> sure. I could use one. <laughs> Got to grab it. Hey, hey, Jay Brew, go find the fridge and yeah. welcome to the studio. <laughs> oh, hey, Jay Brew. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so since nobody seems to be following, um, you know, Shat's first and only rule that he's made as a producer, uh, we're going to have to invent consequences, too. So that if, if you if you show up without uh, the chicks, there has to be consequences. All right, let's get on with the game. And, uh, Pete, because you're in Idaho and you don't have a lot else going for you, I'll give you control of the board. All right, uh, I'll take uh, smells for 100 Okay, and keep in mind, everybody, you don't have to go in numerical order. You could pick anyone. Uh, for 100 points, everybody gets a chance to answer. This green apple flavor is known as... Play. Go ahead, JP. Is it acetylhyde? It is. Uh, well, you want to try to say it right again? Acetylaldehyde. There you go. Oh, damn it. Beer right. was coming in. 100 points for JP, please. And JP, you have control of the board. Let's go beer, not to beer, please, for... Uh, oh, that's the one you got to take a point to win. Yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, let's go two hundred. Uh, to beer or not to beer? Keep in mind, if you answer and get it wrong, we will be taking two hundred points from you. All you have to do is chime in and say whether it's a real beer or a made-up beer. The beer is Painful Morning Pale. Buzz. Go ahead, Pete. That's not real. Absolutely right. It is not a beer. Two hundred points for Pete. Should be there. All right. Back in control of the board, Pete. 
Okay, we'll go uh, Belgians for 100. All right. That must be Belgian for 100 points. What is a Groton beer? What is a Groton beer? Still waiting for my beer over here. <laughs> ah, tough one. Maybe that should have been the uh, 400 point question. What is a Groton beer? Wow, I don't. Uh, um, Clang. Go ahead, JP. Is it a beer made with potatoes? It is not. Okay. It is not. Like all oh, Groton. <laughs> like all Groton potatoes. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. I didn't hear you jerk saying anything. <laughs> that would be beer yeah, all Groton. Yeah, right Right after I said that, I realized, oh, wait, the whole word of that, the whole name of it is potatoes <laughs> all Groton. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I feel like an idiot right now, too. That's awesome. All right. Nobody, anybody else want to try? Would yeah, you guys, if you don't know it, you 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 won't get it even with your guesses. A Groton beer is a cave aged beer. Oh. it's a Belgian dark ale, and it's cave aged. That is known as a Groton beer. I bet Jamil way to go to make that oh, yeah, the hundred point one. Yeah, uh, uh, we sh- should we do uh, just make an announcement? Uh, Brewers code, no chat room, no Google. Oh yeah, Pete, no you've nothing. got your chat room closed, right? I do have the chat room closed. That a boy. All right. Uh, who had control? Was that you, Pete? I think you did. Yep. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I did. We'll go smells again for 200 this time. Brewhouse flavors and smells for 200. Buttery and butterscotch smells. Clang. Go ahead, JP. Diacetyl? Diacetyl? Yeah. Diacetyl. There you go. Can you do oh, what come is? Come on. Don't you have to finish the question first? No, no man. Pete. You got you to gotta get right in there. That is... Be quiet up there in Idaho, friend. <laughs> All, right. All right. 200 points for JP. And who are you playing for, Jip? Offensive CJ. Offensive CJ. That's right. All right, Jip. You have control of the board. Um, uh, what is the, the first category that you said? Uh, that must be Belgian. Brewhouse flavors. Yeah. Name that listener. Name that listener. Let's try to name that listener oh, for crap. Three hundred. Uh, Three hundred points. JP trying to walk away. Well, I'm trying to s- speed walk away. All right, I guys. Got my suit on. Everybody, th- get your caps on. You might be going. You got to think quick here. This listener is the underrated, often silent genius in the BN's own dynamic duo. Clang. JP. Sven. That's right. Oh. oh. Sven of uh, our own dynamic duo, Push and Sven. Wow. We hear from Push's big mouth a lot more than we hear from that the real genius big behind the word. jerky mouth. Sven. <laughs> wow. 300 points for JP and offensive Who are CJ. These people? And, uh, and you still have control of the board, Jip. Let's do, dude, let's do listeners for four fizzle, please. Where did that go? <laughs> Probably went on the ground. <laughs> Here we go. All right. 400 points. Much like my respect level for you. Whatever Pete's you're popping popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Are you making Jiffy Pop? Yeah, Pete's doing something over there. Relax. <laughs> it ain't me, man. Get your hands out of your pocket, Pete. <laughs> All right. Uh, this listener, whose voice we've never heard, hates Justin, loves Daniela, and thinks Doc is a goat loving. Go ahead, JP. Angry Jamil. Absolutely right. Hey. Angry Jamil. JP wow. listens Thanks to every wow. archive, wow. I think. What the fuck is JP playing for? Yeah. <laughs> He's playing for offensive, offensive CJ. CJ. 400 points. JP's walking away with the Why? game right now. Why oh, is yes. Jamil so angry? Who uh, is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, JP. Why is he angry? Uh, how about uh, Brewhouse? No. That must be Belgian for um, 100? Already gone. Two, uh, 200. Yeah. Okay, that must be Belgian for 200 points. And I hope I pronounced this right. Probably not. What style of Belgian beer is a faro or faro? F-A-R-O. 
Not not as in the ancient pharaohs, but far. And by the way, Pete, I hear Beer. your ass typing over there. Beer. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's my cooler. Okay. Well, that's my, my well, cooler. That's, it's my that's cooler. acceptable then. Yeah. I take it back. So this is BJCP styles, or uh, no? It's a. It's called a pharaoh, and it has. Oh a no! Specific, I know the beer, but um, it's a belt. No. Uh, uh, okay. Well, if you give, if the description is close to the description I have, I'll give it to you. Are oh, you chiming you, in? You saying what kind of beer is it, okay. or D- it's a Belgian it. sour? Okay, I want more than that. You want more than that? Do you have more than that? You didn't buzz in, first of all. I did, actually, but no one listened. Oh. <laughs> Which is, I, I kept them. saying beer, beer, and they're bringing me beer, but yep. nobody's yeah. doing nothing Which, about. by the way, is usually what happens when Graham's in the studio. Yeah. We, uh, exactly. we don't listen. Who? Can you give me more? Ah, crap, I can't pull that out of my head right now. I'll give it to you unless somebody can steal and be more descriptive about it. No, huh? No. All right, JP? I'm um, trying, but I, God only knows, man. Okay. This is Belgian. It's got to taste like shit, though. <laughs> oh, oh, that's just wrong. That is wrong. Uh, minus 500 points for <laughs> Pete. Well, a faro or faro, I apologize. A I non-pasteurized <laughs> sour beer. Now, it's a, it's kind of a lambic light. It is brewed with candy. It's sweetened with candy sugar, and it has some of the flavors of a lambic, but with a lot less intensity than and other lambics. What does Belgian sour not say all of that? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But I still want my 200 points. I'm going to give you 200 points. Why not? Let's give uh, Chris Graham and who is it? Hophead or something? Hop, hop, uh, camel, hop, 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 hop. We're going to give. Hop we're going to combine them. Yeah. <laughs> camel, camel, hop, top. Uh, go ahead, Graham. You have control of the board. Let's do. Uh, that must be Belgian for 300. 300 points. Because the first two weren't hard enough, Chris. Thanks. Well, God, I I don't know the listeners. Sorry, guys. But what is the national dish of Belgium? Cling. Go ahead, JP. Uh, steamed clams. Ooh. Uh, beer. Mussels. Beer. Steamed mussels. Go ahead, Chris. Was mussels. See, this is a tough one because uh, Shat gave me the answer that I have here, but I did look into it more, and you guys aren't wrong, but there's what more part? to it. Yeah. That's not enough. What part of Pete? that national dish is it? Well, Name the other part of it. Oh, Fritz. French fries, basically fries and mussels. Chris Graham Chris gets it. It's French yeah. fries yeah. and mussels. Yeah, it's there not just the the mussels. Yeah, that, so. sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Even though Chad interrupted the game, hey, the judges are <laughs> he not was allowed quicker to than interact. you, buddy. The judges aren't allowed to interact with the contestants. Three hundred points clams. for Hop Camel Top and Chris Graham. And Chris Graham, you still have control of the board. You guys are talking about camel. Camel, tell me. Of course, I'm going to talk clams. <laughs> what do you uh, think? To beer or not to beer? How many points? We have one, three, or four. Three. 300 points. Remember, I'll take points away. The beer is train wreck of flavor. But Go ahead, Pete. Not a beer. I believe him to be wrong, actually. Yeah, I'm sorry, Pete. I was going to come in with... That is a beer. It's brewed by a Flossmore station out of uh, Illinois, and it actually is a beer. Train wreck of flavor. That's minus 300 points. So we, I'm in the hole now. For poor minus Pete. 100. Is now you're minus 100. You can, can we get a, uh, a I don't point check? So stupid. Yeah, what are the, what's, our, what's our point check there, Shet? All right. Because if I, I don't have to have answer that category, I'm not gonna even going to try. <laughs> JP, 1,100. Nice. Chris, Jesus. 500. And yeah. Pete, negative 100. <laughs> I'm so not answering the to be or not be question. There's no way. Pete, you could still come back. There's enough points on the board for you to come back. Uh, Graham, you definitely could could still take this, but you guys are going to have to stop JP. Pete, I'll, I'll let you keep control of the board. Go ahead, please. Uh, we'll go for beer or not beer again. Okay. For 300. Four? Uh, you have 100 or 400? 
400. 400 points. He's going for it. Black Smurf American Lager. Beer. <laughs> Chris Graham. Not a beer. Correct. Not That's not a beer. That's 400 points. Wow. Graham putting himself back in the game yep. and gives himself control of the board. Go ahead, please. Let's uh, do the Belgian one. The last one's going to clear. That must be Belgian for 400 points. There are w- more what per square mile in Belgium than any other place in the world? Clang. I'm gonna, it was a tie, and I'm going to give it to Pete. Go ahead, Brewery. Pete. No, sir. That is not Clang. the answer. Go ahead, JP. Uh, bars. No, sir. Oh. Beer. Beer. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> that was a question mark too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was that was me answering if if it was right, Diamonds? and chiming in if not. Is that your answer? Sure. Castles. Damn. Oh, there I was going to say dikes. I was going to say whores. There are more castles per square mile in Belgium, which uh, you know, back in the day, that's very manly. Nowadays, it's kind of effeminate, if you ask me. What to have a castle? We have a lot of castles. We have a lot of castles. We have a lot of castles over here in yeah. Germany too. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. He does that far too well. Everyone plays hide and seek. I go, come find me. I'm in the castle. Uh, JP, I'm going to make a decree that you have to play the remainder of the game as the gay prince. (laughs) Okay, y'all. Thank you. It would be very hard, but I don't know if I could do it. And Pete, you still have control of the board. Uh, You have brew house flavors for three and four. Name that listener for one and two. Or you could clear to beer or not to beer for 100. I'll do the beer or not to beer. All right. It's going to clear out that category for 100 points. Chicken Killer Barley Wine. Buzz. Go ahead, Pete. That's a beer. That is a beer. You're absolutely right. It's uh, from Santa Fe Brewing Company of Santa Fe, New Mexico. And a uh, pretty cool I'm name. Back to if you zero. Glad to say you're even, Pete. <laughs> Pete's back to even. Uh, let's see. You have That's leveled the playing field. Fuck. <laughs> can we get, uh, a point? Can but, we get another point? But check? Pete can no longer catch up because there's only a thousand points left on the board. 200-point difference between J.P. and Chris. 1,100 to 13. Going down. Nine hundred. What's that, Pete? Could, couldn't the leader be DQ'd and I could catch up that way? Oh. I don't know how. If the he breaks the gay <laughs> prince. JP's just kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, like if J.P. speaks again and not as a gay prince <laughs> yeah, for the rest not, of the game. If he's a gay person, then he's out. Then he's out. <laughs> the entire night, actually. That's going to be tough for him. Okay, I'll do that for you, Pete. You okay. don't, uh, you don't get to answer any more questions. Um, but hang on the line, and JP, if you break character for the remainder of the game, you're disqualified. Yeah, that sounds very good. So, so Chris is ahead of me for 200 points. Yes, that's right. Yes. And um, what is the bonus win for this win, Christopher? <laughs> Maybe we play hide and seek. Yeah, I'm not answering anything. <laughs> I'm way too creeped out. In, uh, my, in my guest house. Uh, Gay Prince, you have control of the board. Uh, go ahead and please pick it. Oh. You have. Uh, How about uh, listener one for two hundred? Okay, name that listener for two hundred. It yeah. is uh, between. I just want to say our listeners are very nice. Chris and the Prince. Do I win by uh, default if he gets this wrong? I had a dream last night where they all tickled me. Uh, <laughs> this oddball listener, <laughs> which doesn't narrow it down, by the way. Yeah. This oddball listener contributes a lot of info to our forums. Listens live pretty much every week, and is called by the science. Clang. Oh, he it, loses right that, there. Ooh, <laughs> right there. I'm gonna accept the buzzword as okay. Yeah, because uh, it was just I was just saying it very, uh, very, uh, yeah. very hard and masculine. Yeah. And uh, what I'm is saying. what is the answer? It's Zymergist. It is Zymergist. Uh, You're absolutely he right. He loses. He, uh, Two hundred points. Pete's back in for JP uh, and Chris Graham. You still could catch up, but the prince has control of the board. Go ahead, please. 
Uh, I will take. Uh, I will take. Who? I've always wanted to say this. I'll take uh, the last listener, please. <laughs> okay, one hundred points. This long-time listener has been around since day one. I'll tell you what, Pete, you're allowed to play, but you're playing for Chris Graham now. Uh, and Chris Graham, you're in too. So you guys are doubling up against JP. This long-time listener has been around since day one, has contributed doc parodies to the show, and suffers from a groin problem. Clang. Go ahead, Prince. Is that uh, uh, crotch rot? It is crotch rot. Wow, he knows his listeners. Wow. That's another he hundred loves points. His listeners. There are six hundred points left on the board. Can I, Graham catch up? I just had a, a listener party. Yes, he can tie. Class. He can tie. Oh, that's wow. gonna suck, by the way, because yeah. we didn't. Have, we don't have a bonus question. Oh, I have a bonus question. For <laughs> All right, so we're gonna hear it. Brew house flavors and smells for three hundred. Is anyone else as creeped out as I am? Grams, come on, put your thinking cap right. on. Pete, you too. You can answer. I got it. All right. Creamed corn and pale beers. Basil, buzz. Uh, Go ahead, Pete. What's your answer? Basil. Clay. That's not correct. JP? DMS? Yes, it's DMS. And and spelt it out. Creamed corn and pale beers and a tomato like character in darker beers is attributed to uh, DMS. So, uh, that's it. Yeah, here, you guys answer the last one just for fun. Everybody in the room gets to answer. A common flavor and aroma of cardboard and sherry like flavors is usually from what? Oxidation. Wow, JP (laughs) is on fire today. He loves this voice. He thinks better, actually. He can answer the phone this way. As the prince. <laughs> For me, tap. This is Jason. <laughs> How may I help you out in any way I can today? Yeah, I I hope that th- I wow. think that now all of the more flavor hold music should oh. be done in the Prince voice. I'm way too creeped out to answer questions. Because <laughs> the Prince have his own podcast, maybe. <laughs> maybe because I would like everybody who listens to hear my pod <laughs> being hey, cast. Pete, thanks, brother, and uh, sorry I didn't win, but thank you for playing. Hey, it was fun. All right, cool, man. I- I like hearing the, pr- the gay prince. <laughs> of course, the price of admission right there. That's right. So All right. You're coming out next week, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you I see you. <laughs> we'll catch you later, Pete. See ya. All right. Uh, well, good luck anyway. That means uh, that who, who was it again that you were playing for? Offensive CJ. Offensive CJ, that's right, my fault. Uh, yeah, Offensive CJ, uh, your name is in the hat. You need to send an email to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, give them your you know information stuff, and we'll put your name in the hat. And we'll be doing another giveaway later in the show, too. We'll do a call-in thing. We'll figure out what caller number we're going to do. We'll let Chris Graham pick the number this week. Oh, since you sucked so bad at uh, uh, Jeopardy. you compete Ooh. against the gay prince. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, I'm laughing He does. Too Every much. time we go out to the bars, it's always, oh, let's talk to Steven. And he goes and talks first, and then I talk, <laughs> and it's a competition. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to get into the heart of things. Fear not, everybody. Uh, we're ha- talking with Chris Graham today about how to spruce up your brew system, how to trick it out, how to turn it into that super system you always wanted. Get your questions ready. 888-401-BEER. That's our number. Or you can enter the chat room. Uh, if you're having trouble with the chat, make sure you have the latest version of Java. Do not register. Just put in a name and press enter. When we come back, Chris Graham, tricking out your system. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This year, the great 
American Beer Festival will last for three days, have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going for free. Beer, beer, and more beer. The Brewers Association, White Labs, and the Brewing Network are sending you on the beer trip of the year. Airfare, hotel, all festival sessions for free. Brought to you by the Brewers Association, White Labs, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and the BN. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. You found my letters in a box in your closet You thought it was odd How they reminded you of me And all those letters you wrote Were disposed of long ago Put in the air Dispensed out of my chimney And those things, those things That haunted my dreams I brought all I could bring I sang all I could sing And that ring, that ring That God Turn my finger green And they say talk is cheap But your words cost me quite a bit If you want my advice I'd be glad to give you it You should go play out on the freeway Or go jump off a cliff Just get away from me, psycho bitch My memories of you are too awful to be true my future, I didn't see you I'm doing fine, doing great Just learning from my mistakes I'm too busy to love Too lazy to hate you But I ain't gonna lend myself out again I don't care how you're doing I don't care how you've been Well, it's clear as can be It's as bad as it seems You're a liar, a thief Suck to have to live inside those shoes With every chance to win Still you're determined to lose Like a careless Which trail you choose Just get away from me Psycho bitch Get away from me Psycho bitch Get away from me Psycho bitch Can you imagine a world without liquid yeast or German Pilsner malt? No rinse sanitizer. East Kent Goldings. Neither can Northern Brewer. Since 1993, Northern Brewer has been dedicated to spreading the enjoyment of good brewing and good beer by bringing these and other products to home brewers everywhere. 
They have a comprehensive selection of ingredients and equipment for making beer, mead, wine, cider, and soda with thousands of different items in stock. Everything you need in one place at a great price. Tech support and order advice from their expert and friendly staff is available by email or phone seven days a week. Fast and accurate shipping combined with their central location in Minnesota, USA means you never have to wait long for your order. Request a free full-color catalog by calling toll-free 1-800-681-2739 or visit them online at northernbrewer.com. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life. One beer at a time. Oh yeah, we're back, everybody. Uh, back in the studio and uh, back to work. Graham, you're a terrible guest. Thank you. <laughs> not because you're not an awesome guest as far as information, but... You're just not, you just dick around like the rest of us too much. Like I keep, you know, you're just like off doing everything else and, uh, everyone else is in there. They're like, aren't we supposed to be talking now? You could give a shit. (laughs) You're like just here for the beer. Are we on the area? (laughs) That's why I'm a horrible worker because I have him as a boss. Yeah. Like, ah, whatever. That's why JP gets nothing done at work. I can't believe that you haven't fired, as long as JP's been there, that he still has a job. (laughs) And not only that. You and me both, brother. Not only that, you promote, you guys promote him to things as well. Well, once you hear that gay prince, <laughs> you're like... Uh, it's more of a shifting of responsibilities. It's all linear. I think everybody knows that JP is kept around for entertainment. I think it's really like it's, a... You, it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, when it gets thick over there, you know, J- nothing, JP? You're not going to take and run with that? When it gets thick over there, JP, uh, you know, he's there to uh, lighten things up. Lighten the load, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> oh, God. When it gets no, thick, that, uh, JP's those there are, to lighten the load. Whenever the load comes out, I want to take some and lighten, get everyone off, and, oh, you know, take it off of the shoulders, so to speak. I got to go. <laughs> Who is on the phone? CJ? Yes. Offensive CJ. What's up, brother? What's up? Congratulations on your victory today. Oh, it was all JP. Yeah, it was, it was all, all JP. JP. He's, uh, I'm naming my, my next born JP. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's hopefully great. You're not, hopefully you're not procreating. Oh. And hopefully it's a boy. I mean, Maybe uh, maybe later. I don't know. We'll see. Let's face it. Uh, okay, well, congratulations. I'm going to hold you to that, man. You did really kick ass today. I'm uh, I'm very honored. I don't know what happened. Um, I'd like to thank uh, <laughs> CJ. It's the alternate personality. Like, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to give props to the G.O.D.? Uh, to the G O double D. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, Give props to all of them. Anything else, CJ? Or did you just want to uh, say thanks to JP? To the old Earth. Yeah, I wanted to say thanks, to JP. And hey, and I wanted to ask you: Did you ever get a hold of uh, Zach at the Upstream? Uh, no, but that's because I haven't tried. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am booking for September now. Uh, I've got some guests that uh, Shat's supposed to contact for me. Yeah. Uh, we're working. Uh, I'll be honest with everybody. We're working real hard on sponsors right now, um, you know, so I can eat and uh, get ourselves to GABF, uh, you know, without having to take my broken down truck gets there and all that kind of stuff so i am quite honestly slacking a little bit in the guest booking i have a lot i have a whole list of people um that are supposed to get in here but uh lots of our phone call time has been spent with sponsors so but um you know go ahead and send chad some email about how you hate him for not having booked that guy yet 
I will. I uh, will. Because uh, Zach is the man. I was just there today. His beers are, are fantastic, and he's the guy I was telling you about. It's going to get a still going. Oh, yeah. And where's he from again? Omaha. Upstream Brewing. Upstream. In Omaha. Omaha. That's right. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I want to talk to that guy. And uh, I just kind of want to talk to somebody from Nebraska in general because uh, it's a mystery to me. <laughs> You're not even sure it exists. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm from Nebraska and so is Bug. My point exactly. <laughs> I mean, you two as an example yeah. of people who come from Nebraska. Come on. They're, they're just weird, aren't they? Although I hear that uh, a couple shows ago somebody called in and said they were offensive CJ and they were from Canada, no less. Oh, is that right? That's what I hear. That's weird. Hey, didn't I meet you at uh, GABF last year? Yeah, or I, the year before, something like that. I thought you were from there for some reason. From I didn't, Canada? No, no, I thought you were from Colorado when so I met pissed. you there. No, I was just staying with my buddy that so was pissed. There. I'm not from Canada. Yeah, he's, he's a racialist against Canadians. <laughs> I know, freaking Canadians. <laughs> All right, brother, thanks for calling, and uh, you know, congrats on your on your win there. Thanks, man. All right, later. Later. All right, uh, let's do this with Chris Graham. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've got a PDF available for you, which is kind of cool. I like it when we do this kind of thing. Last one who did it for us was Paxton when we did uh, his uh, uh, Belgian discussion. And Chris Graham gave this talk at the NHC this year. It's how to trick out your brew system. If you go to the homepage right now, so just go to brewingnetwork.com, you will see the download right there. It says click here for today's PDF for the discussion. And you can follow along with uh, Chris Graham. As we do this thing. So, uh, now let's just get a, a little background here. Uh, what happens when you do the discussions at, uh, at the NHC? Do they call you and say, uh, what do you have to talk about? Or did they, do they give you the ideas? What kind of shit do you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, they, they all call and say, listen, we'd love you to talk. Uh, why don't you submit to us an idea for like ten different things? Okay. Or five different things or whatever. So, I submitted about five different topics and they said, hey, we didn't like them. Why? Why don't you talk about tricking out your brew system? Oh, I see. Oh, so they actually did end up suggesting it yeah. anyway. What were your other topics they I didn't can't like? Talk about that. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just some other stuff, uh, experiments I wanted to run, things like that. And oh, okay. We'll do them in future years. How about that? I think it's funny. They're just like, no, that's no good. No, they. they I think they know what has a drawing power. Okay. And you know, an oxygenation experiment probably doesn't have that much drawing power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I thought it was cool. Have you heard yeah. any of the talk? Any of the other talks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's always funny because you know I did this talk in um, Vegas. I don't know how many years ago that was. Uh, and they put me at 8 o'clock in the morning, I think, the day after club night. Oh. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You make me pay for club night. Yeah. And then you want me up, like, bright and early. And, I mean, they put the biggest room they could. And yeah. the people standing in the back. And I'm kind of shaken oh, from being hung over. Yeah. You still got the DTs. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a subject. Uh, you know, Jason and the other guys in my shop have heard me talk to someone on the phone. This could be an eight, ten hour conversation. Yeah. Oh, can you make it an hour? Yeah. With questions and answers? Sure. So th- you'll see. This is pretty vague, but people with questions, please ask as much details as you want. Okay. And that's what I really want out of this, too, because I think, you know, like Chris is saying, other than just what we have here, maybe you have some of your own ideas about things that you're interested in. And, and don't you dare skip ahead on the slides. Do not. Page one only, everybody. <laughs> 
Page uh, one, it says 10 on it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you, there's actually a couple of guys here who can really answer, I think, some of the questions about maybe things you've been thinking about, because not only is you know Chris Graham one of the owners at More Beer, but JP, kind of his job is to go out and look for new products and things like that, too. So he may have seen and dealt with some of the things you guys have questions about. Yeah. So, and, and I guarantee you, JP, and I have not heard one of the questions you have about doing something to your brewery. You've heard them all. Uh, Well, uh, not them all, but a a majority of the common questions. Cool. So 888-401-BEER, you can get to us that way, or you can join uh, the chat room by hitting the chat now button. Or you Um, cannot Skype. Yeah, don't. Yeah, definitely don't. You could Skype, but uh, you're just going to be like Skyping yourself, (laughs) which is kind of naughty. Go ahead, Chris Graham. Take it from here. Okay, well, thank you all for coming out to Denver, Colorado for this <laughs> National Homebrew Con. Perfect. Yeah, I want yeah. you to give it like you're there. Just pretend. I'm sure the room is just as full. Yeah. <laughs> that was mean. I take it back. Wow. Well, the, the, yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I don't need to introduce myself. You've already done that. I yeah. don't need to introduce why we're doing the talk. Um, Can I go past the title page yet? I will say click next okay. to go to the next one. Thank okay. you very much. <laughs> All right. So anyway, it, it's they titled this for me, and I thought it was a good thing to do, but it, it's basically the top ten things when thinking about brewing that kind of keep these in order, so ten being the least. So go ahead and go to the next slide. Thank you. Uh, and once again, it's oh. right there on our homepage. You can download yeah. this PDF. So, I mean, pretty basic concept, and I'm assuming everybody's all grain if we're talking about brew systems. But even if you're not all grain, it, it's having your layout of how you're going to brew that day is kind of a key thing to keep in mind. And I kind of just threw together a little montage of things of how I used to brew. I had a stovetop. I had sawhorses. I had um, the stairs. I had an old refrigerator. Uh, I, you know, and it sucked. Every time I wanted to brew, this was back in college, it took me about 25, 40 minutes to just gather the things sure. to set up before I even started heating water. Okay. And I started saying, well, this sucks. That's adding a ton of time to my brew day. And keep in mind, my, my brew day is all about going at five hours or less. Okay. That's what I try to keep it under. Okay. And oh, sometimes it goes over. I mean, decoction brewing, that's a whole different subject. But, yeah. you know, we do all do kind of have lives to live. I know you don't. But Thank I mean, you. I was going to say yeah. most well. of us. Uh, <laughs> And you know, and then just the balancing act you have to do with whatever these items are. It's also kind of a safety issue. I mean, I used to have an old fridge that I put a camp chef cooker on top of, and and put a keg on an old converted keg on top of that. Really? And, yeah. Are you yeah. talking about a regular stand? You talking oh, about a chest full size? Fr- oh, stand up fridge. Yeah. Really? That was my hot liquor tank. I see. Genius. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So anyway, you oh. know, both safety and whatnot. So the next few slides are all kind of around this. Okay. Um. So you have your your basic gravity system. In my opinion, no, sorry, next slide. Oh. Simon says next slide. So we're on number nine. Yes. Okay. Or three, whichever way you look. Oh, no, it's I not see. number nine. This is still... Oh, still part of ten? Well, it's still part of your system layout. Okay. So... I'm lost. <laughs> the gate prince has no idea where we're going. So where are we? <laughs> it's so dark in here. It's very not fun right now. I'm <laughs> so chafing. Let's talk about the all-gravity system. Nobody in my opinion, go. one of the better systems you could set up. It never fails. It's simple to use. Uh, it's a small footprint if you want it to be. Yeah. Minimal cost. You don't need pumps. You don't need a lot of anything. Yeah. Just 
three vessels and gravity okay. takes care of everything. And now, of course, you know there are ways to build this yourself. But is this one of the main reasons behind you guys starting the sculptures with with no, this kind of a actually, stand? No, actually, the least sold stand we sell. Oh, oh, really? So really, it's not about like what we sell, but it's about what we believe in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like uh, my business partner Olin. Just switched from a 1550 to a 500. So went from a pump system to a gravity system. Oh, he did. Just because he realized the beauty of it. It's, it's so simple to use. Uh, for me, it's about a four and a half hour brew day. Set up, clean up, walk away. Four and a half hours. And you're using the same all gravity system. I, no, I use a pump you system. You have the pump system. I'm a geek. Uh, okay. So it's yeah. inherent. Yeah. Um, but these type systems can be configured a bunch of different ways, can be made out of anything. Two coolers and a kettle with a burner. That's all you need to do this. Right. You don't even need coolers. I mean, I know John set up a lot of people with just buckets. Yeah, I've got the coolers too. And essentially, I don't have a stand, but I'm doing the gravity system. Yeah, like you, you set like, up your own stand. But, yeah. but as you keep going on in this hobby, you'll start saying, and your house is kind of cool here because obviously I'm here, and you can keep your stuff outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you lived in an area that it's going to get stolen, yeah, you, or you just don't have a common area that you can keep things outside, it'd be a pain in the butt if right. you had to haul that stuff in every single time. Um, Makes sense. Instead of being able to just have it ready to go. I mean, there's nothing like brewing when you just walk out and it's ready to go. Yeah, okay. So the next system is a one-pump system. Generally, these are cool because you're going to... Uh, lower the overall height. Um, same kettles. You, you need mash tun, hot liquor, and boil. Um, uses some gravity, but also uses a pump. The pump gives you some advantages, such as being able to do recirculation, step mashing. Um, this particular design allows you to utilize excess heat from the hot liquor tank. As you're heating up the hot liquor tank, it's shrouding the mash tun and temperature. Okay. Next slide. This one's mean. See, just the picture of that system right there just makes you feel like a brewer. It, it is. But the next one, and that is by far our most popular system. Yeah. I mean, not even close. But this next system is a two-pump system. Okay. And I kind of like it from a standpoint of just being able to walk right up to it and brew. No, any need to get up on a ladder or a step stool, anything and anything you're going to do. Um, by far, this is the most commonly bought by a brewery. As their pilot brew house. Is it? Okay. Yeah. This is the kind of uh, setup that uh, Caligioni from Dogfish Head started on. Yes. It was his pilot brewery. Yeah, not from us, but the same style, yeah. The same style. Also. What was that, JP? He had one pump. He had a one pump, Ah, but it was kind of two flat, one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been called a one-pump wonder myself uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, once, once or twice. Yeah, I told, look, I told you I was sorry about that. I was mad. No worries. Um, but I'm over it. Doc's on the phone. He wanted to talk about, uh, well, first of all, that he's got the hangover of the week, but mentioned stand alternatives. I think we could fit that in right now. Sure, we're bring him on. Talking, talking stands. What I'm, are you drinking, Doc? He's got some. Hey, Doc, you there, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not drinking anything at the moment. It's, uh, what, 11 o'clock in the morning down here in Sydney. and uh, It's the other Doc. Oh, okay. I was confused. I, was <laughs> I like, thought either. I what thought happened either... to Doc? He got, it was in Australia. He's so hung in, over. In, he's in Hawaii. Australian <laughs> a accent. It's the other Doc. But that's fine. Uh, hanging out in Australia, are you, Doc? Yeah, hanging out down here. It's uh, Monday morning. I should be at work, but uh, I'm a little bit hungover and I'm brewing. I've, uh, I'm boy. well into the boil of, um, of an American brown, which is... Um, Mike McDowell's American Brown. Nice. Great. And uh, I've just uh, mashed in a Schwartz beer as well. So. Very nice. Oh, sweet. Okay. Big, uh, big brew morning. 
Good exactly. way to get rid of a hangover. And a good way to stay home yeah. from work. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. I had Don't a few uh, my buddies over yesterday afternoon and uh, yeah. one had done a um, damnation clone. Uh-huh. So we drank the damnation and then we had some Omegang Dubel and we had some um, Russian River uh, collaboration, not litigation. Wow. And some uh, oh, Russian wow. River supplication and then we got into a few of the big hoppy beers after that. So how, how did you get all that? that? Yeah. It was a good session. Uh, I was up in uh, San Francisco about uh, a month or so ago. Oh, that's so, right. I remember that. I missed you. Uh, but you you just then just brought a suitcase full of beer home with you, or what? Uh, just a couple of beers. Just the um, just the supplication and the and the uh, collaboration. Okay. Everything else we got from um, from uh, other sources that uh, people coming into the country that brought us back. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It Did was you very wanna, tasty. Do you want to discuss some stand alternatives with us? Yeah, so uh, I work in the IT industry. A lot of I think a lot of the guys on the board are, are listening to the Brew Network do as well. What I use for a uh, brew stand is I use a full height computer rack. Oh, perfect. So um, so on the bottom you have a fixed shelf and you have your your burner stand and everything on that. Your kettle sits on that. Midway up the uh, computer rack you can have a sliding shelf and have uh, like an esky mash tun on that. Oh yeah, and then. Sitting right on top of the um, of the computer rack, you I have my uh, HLT, which is a which is a hot water urn, like a thirty liter hot water urn. Okay. And uh, that sits on top, and there's a power strip out the back, and the, with the moving shelf, once the mash and once the mash is done, and you want to start sparging, it's like basically using gravity to come all the way down. Yeah. But you can then slide that mash tun shelf back on a sliding shelf, and then have it drop straight down into the kettle. That's a great stand. Yeah, but those aren't cheap though either, are they? Well, if you well, get them at an auction usually, like, or usually pick yeah. them up for free. Oh, okay. Just p- uh, a company so steal that are... one from your work. I mean, it's cool. Like during the next day. So, so my crash. wife fell off the back of a truck when it was being delivered to a customer, so it had a couple of dings in it. Ah. Uh, sat in our warehouse. I talked to the warehouse manager. He goes, "I just want it gone. Where do you live? And uh, it'll be there tomorrow." And wow. So, That's a great uh, stand. A number of other guys down here have uh, managed to get onto a, a, a similar thing. So there's a few of us using uh, computer packs now. Okay. As That's a brew setup, and then everything's got a door and it's got sides on. So it closes everything up. You can keep your keep your um, gear stored in there and and you can lock it as well because most of them have locks on them as well. So. Oh, that's a great thing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Have you ever heard of that program? No, but I can picture it. I mean, that's a yeah. great one. I mean, if you were to buy that new, that'd be a ridiculous amount of money. But Right, but if you can just find it, yeah. uh, wait for eBay to go under and head over there. <laughs> that's going to happen soon, I'm sure of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, well, even when, even when uh, companies you know buy other companies or you do computer room consolidations or expansions or whatever you can usually find a, a computer rack pretty easy to come by yeah yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the suggestion. I think that's awesome. That's a hell of a lot better than my first brew system. Yeah. Which was <laughs> it? it was well, I started off like you do on tables and off the barbecue and well, my bedside drawers and telephone books and yeah. Yeah. My first my first setup that I actually had like a brew stand was an old bed. You know, like that that rickety little angle iron they use. Like we welded that up really badly. Yeah, yeah. I used to dream of brewing on an old bed. <laughs> I brewed on a shoebox in the middle of the road. Yeah, I used to just have Daniela hold the hot liquor tank over her head <laughs> with the burner. Yeah, <laughs> and I just stand there. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> Not done yet. Don't you slosh. moved. You ruined the beer. <laughs> you jerk. Yeah. You jerk. No, that's a great suggestion. I appreciate yeah, that, Doc. Thanks, one. man. No problem. Great show, guys. All right, brother. Enjoy the rest of your day. So, in response to in response to Doc calling in, Jack wrote in the chat room. I think Jack's hammered. He goes, uh, "Okay, now we have world people now." 
<laughs> is that crazy, crazy Jack? Jack? I don't know what that means, uh, that but means people around the world. All right, where are we, Chris Graham? I'm following Jack. Uh, <laughs> you're That's screwed. Scary. Yeah, yeah Doc, Doc should take some medication after this Hawaii trip. He's changed quite a bit. Uh, yeah, that's true. So we're on the two pump system, by the way. Okay. Basically, lowest overall height. Um, unfortunately, it does equal the largest footprint generally. Uh huh. Um, but for access wise, whether you're not wanting to get up on stairs or you're like Dr. Scott and you're really short to start with yeah. or uh, a guy in a, uh, we built one of these in a, for a guy in a wheelchair and we kind of made it a little more especially fitting uh, yeah yeah uh so it was painted blue um, <laughs> hey that's my first system what are you saying <laughs> so uh anyway it's um one of these brew systems that most people look at and say that's the one I want Okay. But in my opinion, it's the biggest pain in the butt because you got to balance two pumps at the same time. Okay. Yeah, see, it's hard enough to use one, you know. Well, retards can't use one. I mean, I watch, I've gone and brewed with Doc on his system that's like this with the two pumps. And, and what does he have? Is it a, is it a rims? He's got the same system, but I made his a tippy dump, which I'll, yeah. I will not do again, so please don't go Right. Ask. But I, I just meant like watch, you know, figuring out how to, you know, what goes, what pumps where and. Oh, that's the easy part. It's the hard part of just, you naturally end up with some cavitation when using a pump at a high temperature. Ah, I see. And um, so trying to balance them to have the same flow rate from your hot liquor tank to your uh, mashed on, mashed on the boil kettle okay. be equal is a little more challenging. I got you. Okay. Fair enough. But to be honest, the people who say they use these, they say that's not really that big of a problem. Okay. Okay. So they obviously never met me. So th- that's kind of your three designs. Okay. You know, as you're laying things out, the goal is if you can get all your kettles or all your vessels, basically, hot liquor tank, mash tun, boil kettle, and you can have other vessels too on this thing, mm-hmm. whirlpools, grants, whatnot, mm-hmm. all on one single frame, that's always going to make your life a lot easier. If you can store them there, if they're always ready to go, you're ready to brew at any moment's notice, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So, so I bet that Shat's already all starry-eyed about this. Yeah. These things, right there. Totally. You ready, you ready to get the welder in? Mike McDowell would be would have would think I'm the best at this one. <laughs> if I had this. Mike. He'd be over all the time. You know, I did have a question though about yeah. the equal pressure with the two pumps. Are you talking about like if like a I'm fly sparge fl- like? Fl- yes. Yes. I'm a fly sparger, and if you're a batch sparger, that's a little bit different. Okay. But okay. yeah, mo- mm, I still find. You know, despite John Palmer's efforts, I still find about 80% of us are fly spargers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Chad, paying attention. That's good. Yeah, good man. That's good. Uh, hey, can I, uh, someone in the chat wants to know what page are we on in this thing? Okay, so I'm on page six. Am I? I just on? went to page six, Am though. Am I on page no, six? No, you're a moron. <laughs> Next. Yeah, but that's a given. Am I on page six, though? <laughs> Next. Oh. Next. I'm, I like all these shots no, of our no, stuff. No, go back. There you go. Okay. And then the stock footage of a United propane tank. Hey, this is a beautiful <laughs> propane tank. <laughs> I can see Chris put a lot of thought into this, talking to home brewers. <laughs> hey, here's our company. Uh, but we have this. Right. Go ahead, Okay. Please. So anyway, you have your frame design laid out now. Now you have to choose your gas system. Okay. You can't really brew without good burners. Burners are kind of key to getting a decent boil going. Yeah. So we have basically three things that you can have out there. You have your portable propane, which is my favorite. Yeah. Reason being, it's the same everywhere. Around the world, you can get barbecue tanks. Okay. 
Um, that's kind of the top left tank. And the burner next to it is the most appropriate burner you can use with that tank. It is? Okay. It's a high-pressure burner. Um, handles your 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 propane tank BTUs great. Use around sixty to eighty thousand BTUs, which is ample all the way up to twenty twenty gallons. Okay. So underneath that, you have these multi jetted burners. They're very cool looking, um, but they're for low pressure, and I think that's where a lot of people get real confused. They buy these for the idea of using them on barbecue tanks, and they just don't work. But they just look so mean. They do. Here's the problem: at each one of those jets, you have at the base of the little brass jet, you have four holes, and that's where the oxygen blends in with the gas. What's that burner called for? Maybe people are in their car and they're not seeing this PDF, so that they can get a vision of it. Do you know what they're? Uh, they have a special name. They don't really have like a common name. We call them wok burners. Okay, that would be typically used in a Chinese restaurant to cook on a wok. Okay, but it essentially has the different uh, outputs facing kind of crisscross each other all the way through. Now, how would they be in their car listening to us if they're listening live? And they're not. These are the majority <laughs> of our listeners are well, the- driving to work tomorrow. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry so I just that. want to accommodate them too. They'll come home and look at the yeah. PDF also. They're, but they're cast circles, okay. And they have a bunch of little brass heads coming off of them. Okay. Grab my catalog. Turn to page fifty-eight. There you go. There while you you're driving. <laughs> yeah, while you're driving. <laughs> you know it's in the car. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but you can't. You shouldn't use those with propane tanks. Oh, hold on. High pressure propane. That's nice. what that top left tank is. Now that that one JP. Who's now reading dirty jokes? Sorry, uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thought it was a uh, that that outdoor one. That's low pressure propane. So you're more commercial style uh, propane tank or natural or... gas. Okay. Both of those are under a low pressure, high flow situation. You okay. would not want your whole house running under high pressure propane. Right, it would explode at some point. Right, not. As far as I'm concerned, not a good thing. Yeah, okay. So those are designed for a lot of gas going through, but at a very low pressure. So you're distributing the heat a lot more. The bummer about those burners is you don't get a whole lot of control. Okay. They're really like on-off burners, and you get maybe a medium on there, but barely. I see. Okay. If you're trying to control boil, it doesn't work nearly as well as doing the propane style, right. the high-pressure propane. Although your boil would be consistent from batch to batch, wouldn't it? Because uh, yeah, you'd probably overboil every batch time. To batch. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, all right. And so that's the left hand side of the slide. The right hand side is kind of an easy demo of different ways to manifold your gas. T's and elbows and and ball valves. You can do high pressure or low pressure this way. Natural gas or propane doesn't matter. Okay. But there's no point in having three propane tanks for a three vessel system. I see. Now, so I use a propane tank, um, the portable kind, so the high-pressure propane tank, mm-hmm. and I just have a, a just a rubber hose and a connect that goes from the tank to my burner. So, to you, one burner. To one burner. Now, say you wanted to build a system and have multiple burners. I see. Have a hot liquor tank and a boil kettle, or dare to dream and have a mash tun burner, too, for yes. heating up the initial water. Wow. I know that's a dare one. <laughs> but anyway, instead of having three tanks, three flexible lines, and okay. three burners, you can have one tank... And manifold them. And manifold it off. Okay, gotcha. It's very simple. I'm with you. So anyway, I'm, I'm hoping there's not too many questions about this, but I'll explain something real quick. So I explained how the natural gas and the um, low-pressure propane blends oxygen and, and propane or, or natural gas together at the burner tip. The high-pressure one does it at the 
farthest end from the actual flame itself on the burner. There's oh. a little metal shield, and you can twist it back and forth. So it allows you to have just a tiny little burner all the way up to a roaring fire. Okay. So that's why it does so much better at controlling your burns. I see. And then, of course, you don't have to have the, the tank. You could have piped right into your house natural gas for these things, too. Well, there is no such thing as tanked, like portable tank natural gas. Right. Well, it's just a I'd probably thing. say there's no such thing. I'm sure there are. I know there are cars that run off of that. But okay. propane's a liquid. Yeah. And then we draw the gas off the top. So that's why it's very portable and easy to use. Okay. Where ga- natural gas is typically, as far as I understand it, a compressed gas. Okay. Kind of like nitrogen and, and CO2. Gotcha. So, anyway. Th- uh, let's go to the next slide. So that's the burner system. Uh, here's oh, a question. Oh, do you have some burner system questions? Yeah, from the chat. Uh, someone wants to know uh, options for burners for guys who live in apartments. And you're like in a, oh, a condo, aren't you? So Yeah, but I brew outdoors. Uh, and yeah. here's the deal, guys. I'm not going to promote, and nobody should, an open flame system besides your actual household stove okay. indoors. Okay. I don't, we don't sell brew systems for indoor use. You're never gonna find a turkey fryer that's gas based for indoor use. It's just, it's a tremendous amount of BTU load. It's a danger issue. I, I'm a big outdoor brewer. Okay. Um, so indoor brewing, you're kinda confined to a few things. So if you're an indoor apartment brewer, you're confined pretty much to your stovetop. Cause if you're bringing tanks inside, that's a little scary. Yeah. And if you're gonna plumb in and, and harness your natural gas, it's something you, you're legally allowed to do. Okay. But it's a very dangerous thing. And most of the time, you really need a big feed line. It's okay. low pressure. And so you're going to need a lot of gas coming in to feed these burners. These burners aren't 14,000 BTUs, which is your average, or I, I think your average hot water heater is about 30,000 BTUs. Okay. We're talking 60, 100, 200,000 BTUs. So you're talking one inch lines minimum usually to get a good flame coming off. Okay. Any more uh, burner questions there? No, or? I think that was it. And, but I mean, I, I would say though, if you if you have a balcony or something in That's the apartment, a, yeah, then you could. There's obviously like a camp chef style burner, the any, first burner on your last slide. Any kind of outdoor burner, you know, camp chef's great. We Turkey like that fryer, brand right. name, but yeah, any kind of outdoor cooker, but definitely be doing that on the balcony where. Yeah. And also, I mean, trying to clean up a mess indoors sucks. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, trying to clean up a boil over on your carpet. Yeah, how much fun would that be? It's not fun. It's yeah. uh, just as much fun as cleaning up porter uh, leaking out of a keg on your carpet. Mm. I have a Bayou Classic. That's our burner. Mm. Bayou uh, Classic. That means you have the stainless version. It's fierce. I'm gonna yeah. tell you that thing gets to a boil fast. Yeah. Uh, it's a fierce little. Man but if you tried to run that same burner off of a low pressure, it would be terrible. It'd be okay. four hours to a boil. Wow. Okay. Uh, sounds good to me. Can we? Am I allowed to move to the next slide? Next slide, please. Thank you. Slide and number eight. Pretty simple one. It's it's just all about choosing good vessels, uh-huh. and more importantly than the vessel to me is the valve. And all your vessels, in my opinion, should not be running off of a siphon. Okay. So I, I've seen guys do all grain setups that run off of siphons. Right. And what a pain in the butt that is. Okay. Um, so choosing a decent vessel is an important thing. I'm a big fan of flat-bottomed vessels. I used to brew in a keg for a lot of years, and 
um, having that concave bottom was always a pain in the butt trying to calculate my volumes. That's why we just switched from ours, and that's the yeah. exact reason. Yeah. The concave bottom is a pain in the ass. So having the flat bottom, you guys already know it, but the listeners are hearing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, kegs are great because they're cheap. I mean, let's face it. Mm-hmm. If you can find a good brewery, please, please, please don't just Steel. pay a deposit and think you bought a keg. You didn't. Yeah. But go to your bur- local brewery and say, hey, do you ever get kegs back that have a bad spline to them, something that they can't fix? Yeah. And they're usually more than willing to sell it to somebody at a decent price, 35 40 bucks. Okay. Um, and turn that into your vessel yeah. as opposed to just stealing one. Yeah. It did work for us. You could put a lot of work in there, but uh, calculating what we were going to get out of it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, and, and also, it's where do you draw from? You're either going to draw with a pickup tube and pull over everything, all your hot break, all your cold break, or yeah. you're going to leave it way up on the side and leave a gallon and a half behind every boil. So, yeah. to me, they're not really ideal. They're great because they're stainless, but they're not ideal as a vessel. But they're better than, in my opinion, an enamel kettle if you want to put a spigot on there. Okay. Okay. So anyway, choosing good vessels is always important. Which also includes, you know, you're saying you should have spouts on your mash tun and everything. So Mash tun, hot liquor, and boil, they should all have a, a valve on there. It makes life so much easier. Okay. Uh, what about using uh, PVC? You know, I'm looking at the valves here, and I know there's a couple of different ways that you can have connectors. There are cheap PVC-style connectors that will, uh, like the ones that they use for hot water heaters and things, so they, they do say that they're... they're uh, they can handle the heat. Okay. Uh, that as opposed to stainless steel all the way through. And then, of course, as connectors, you guys have those, um, I don't know what they're called, but that those plastic connectors. They're polysulfone. Okay, which are very expensive. Um, they are inexpensive, but they are actually a food-grade material at 250 degrees. Okay. So um, what do you think about all those three options of valves? and? It's really, I mean, it's all about what you can afford. Okay. Uh, when I first set up my brew system, I didn't even understand what food-grade meant. Yeah. You know, I just built it. Sure. And uh, didn't care. And, and, you know, I'm no more insane now than I was then, so yeah, it's all good. No less cancer um, than you had before. Yeah. Brass, stainless, plastic, they all have their good qualities. They all have their bad qualities. I'm a stainless junkie. Okay. If I can do it out of stainless, it's the most inert thing that's going to be affect your beer or your health. So that's why I go for that all the time. Okay. But plastic works great as long as you understand what type of plastic you're using and what temperatures it's safe to use it at. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Uh, JP, how you doing over there? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> Good. Thanks, Regan. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and again, 888-401-BEER or uh, into the chat room if you have any questions about any of those things. Um, go ahead, Chris. All right. So, uh, you know, copper. What, uh, copper as far as a, a vessel. Oh, copper would make Ideal. a fantastic vessel. Great conductor. The price of copper is just unbelievable right yeah. now. Yeah. You know that, uh, just as a copper side note here, costs two cents to make every one cent penny. I was just in the news. I think the JP News team had sent it to me. And isn't that amazing? How could we, as a country, afford to make pennies if, if it costs more to we make can't. them than, than their value? We can't. I mean, maybe yeah. I don't understand the economics of pennies, but... Uh, Anyway, you're at, so it just kind of goes with the yeah. copper. It's just amazingly expensive. Oh, and copper's a beautiful 
material from a heat distribution standpoint. Okay. It, it looks good when it's polished too. Yeah, it does but look that nice. That is true. Thank you. And I, uh, it doesn't, it has mineral qualities that's good for beer too. Absolutely. So I'm a huge fan of making your wort chiller out of one. Oh, okay. And we'll get to that later on. But, uh, Yes, there are definitely mineral contents that you want for the yeast to pick up on. And and a lot of people have said, well, why would you want copper? And look at some of the big German brew houses. They always do a copper boil kettle, and they spend way more money on doing that than out of stainless, and they have to replace it every X amount of years, depending on how much they brew. Yeah. But they realize that's how they can get a nutrient and to pass their Reinheitsgebot laws and not be adding... uh Excess nutrients. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, picking good vessels. I mean, most there are very few bad vessels, but they exist. Gotcha. The vowels being the more important part to me. Okay. Okay, next slide. Tubing and quick disconnects. Much like having vowels, or because you have vowels, actually, now you're going to have to have a way to connect everything up. Yeah. And uh, we'll start in the top left-hand corner. Okay. Uh, kind of just the top section, all three. So... The top left is basically your threaded fitting, and it works great for minimal switching around of things. So you have a, you're basically a barb and anything threaded in, mm-hmm. pretty easy to do, but not ideal if you're going to move lines around quite a bit. Next to that is a brass quick disconnect, um, probably your lowest end quick disconnect that works great. I've used them for years. Um, there is a way to remove the lead from brass. That's why people fear brass. Oh, okay. It's a pickling compound. Um, just Google it. It's it's two parts, hydrogen peroxide, one part vinegar. I might have that backwards. Okay. So please do Google it because I'm not thinking about and that right now. actually removes the lead. Yeah, about five minutes of contact in that. And we're talking household stuff, not scientific. What if you dipped your balls in the same solution? What would happen then? Pickled balls. <laughs> I'm just checking. Always you curious. won't have any lead in them, I guarantee it. All right. Yeah. Good. Good. And then, uh, then on the right, I just, that's your, your typical racking tubing. It, not ideal for brewing. It, it could work for a simple sparge, or simple gravity system. Yeah. But that tubing's not usually food grade above 140 degrees or oh. so. Yeah, that's what I use for our whole gravity system. Eh, that would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? And it's not that it's not food grade, you know, meaning I don't believe that there's a lot of actually bad compounds coming off of it. Uh It's more of a factor that the people who make that style tubing don't really see a need to get it rated for that. Okay. Now, I could be wrong in terms of bad stuff coming off of there, but I say if you can avoid a problem, avoid it. Okay. And you say here we're just talking about your regular clear plastic tubing. Just the cheapest off the shelf. Get it at the hardware store. Exactly. Okay. And and this kind of stuff is great for racking. Okay, because then it's not at temperature, so it's a it's a lower temp. Yes, yeah. but uh, 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 high temps, I wouldn't use it. Okay, um, no, no. Then we let's just go to the middle horizontal row here. Okay, the so, horizontal row. Yes, and uh, so on your right, we'll just start right underneath there. You have your braided reinforced tubing. I use this for years. Okay. Um, Is great, great, that a temperature uh, tubing? Well, great tubing, um, and we carry one of the better brands named Goodyear, and they won't rate it above 158 degrees. Okay. So, again, I asked them, like, will it be something that can harm people? And they said, we don't know. We've yeah. just never submitted through tests because we don't really feel it should be used above that temp, so we're not going to pay to have it rated above that temp. Okay. I think it's even 180 I believe it's the, below a sparge. The, s- the stuff we've got before was 150, and this, I think, was 180. But I could be wrong, and I don't mean to correct you on the air. I apologize for doing so. I'll, oh, I'll, quit. I'll quit tomorrow. You're <laughs> fired. 
We don't talk about connections. Okay, well, you know, now I'm looking up Reinforced too. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm going to check it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so... Sorry. Sorry. To the left of that one is your what you were just asking about, your CPC fitting. It's your plastic, high-density, white plastic fitting. Okay. Made out of polysulfone. Polysulfone's an unbelievable material. It's what our pump heads are made out of, too. Okay. Um, it's a great material, food grade up to 250 degrees. It's very tolerant of heat. Yeah. Very rigid. Um, awesome stuff. The thing I hate about... Th- these fittings is the company who makes them makes a crosshair in them. Yes. And they do this so that, because they have other fittings that seal, and that middle part of that crosshair is where those fittings click on uh, to release the seal of the other fittings they make. Yeah. See, this is the interesting thing about homebrewing all the time is how much we just adapt we other adapt to everything, things to us, yeah. but it doesn't work. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I think these fittings are awesome, mostly because I think they look really cool, and I like stuff that looks cool. Uh, but I had a problem with the crosshairs. Me and Shat and all of our brewing, the crosshair, and we didn't figure it out until uh, we thought it was always because we had put whole hops in each batch, and we thought, okay, well, that's going to do it. Well, the last batch we had with these, um, we had just put, it was a low-hopped beer. It had a bunch of pellet hops in there, and it still clogged our entire system. So we had to drill out the crosshairs, and I broke yeah. one of them doing it because I don't have sure. like a, a, I don't have a drill press. Well, even with the drill press, there's no real place to hold these things. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's it's not an easy process. So they're they're great, but they're not perfect. Okay. And, but the sort of the clicking mechanism and the way they work and everything else is actually, it's really top-notch, high-quality stuff. As far as that goes, it's my favorite. It's a one-handed, yeah. just a thumb latch to pull it right off of whatever you're going to pull it off of. Yeah. We always do those where the females are on the tubing. Yeah. So that way you're always pulling a tubing off of whatever it's going from. Absolutely. And, I yeah, I would just say if you have a means to drill that out safely, the crosshairs in the middle, then you're in good shape. Dremels usually work pretty well for that. Okay. Yeah. And just go real slow. Yeah. And it's better to leave a little behind than to shred the whole inside trying to get it fully flush. Right. Which is what I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So now to the left of it, kind of the bottom four fittings in that corner. Mm. Those are all tri-clover fittings. Okay. Very cool fittings. Threadless for the most part, depending on how you hook them up. They, they have a groove... Basically, a tongue and groove system. So you have a gasket, two grooves on either side, and a clamp that goes over. Okay. It's what almost all breweries use. It's what the dairy industry uses, what wineries use. Very easy to keep bacteria out of because you have no threads. Okay. Um, generally, pretty darn expensive, though. All right. Almost always made of stainless. Then underneath, uh, to the right of that, now you have stainless cuties. Those aren't quite on the market yet, but look for them in the next month or so. Okay. Um, something we've... Help stainless develop. quick disconnects. Yeah, so yeah. much like the other quick disconnects, but they're made out of stainless and they have no crosshairs. I like that. Yeah. Then the final tubing on the right-hand side is silicone. Silicone's beautiful material to use for tubing because you can that. <laughs> you can somewhat see through it so you can see the flow going. Yeah. You can feel it so you can feel the um, flow of the tube uh, of the liquid in case it's just sparge water going through. Yeah. Um, it's food grade up to 500 degrees. Um, it's very bendable. Um, it's a nice thick wall so you don't have to worry about it bursting as easily. Um, we love that material. And yes, JP, I looked up the other tubing. It's 158. 
That's what I told you. But oh, yeah. no, you said 180. I, I said 158. Have... You said 180. You're a jerk. <laughs> I think we have some audio to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I get the stenographer to go back to? Uh, I've come <laughs> to find out that in arguing with JP, you should have audio of every conversation because it often. Oh, are you having flashbacks? It two years ago. Just like this. <laughs> All right. Well, next slide, please. Yes. Okay. You know what? I want to take a break before we do this. Sounds fair. Yeah, because now we're going to move into the whole different kinds of pump systems and things like that, right? And I think there could be some questions about herms versus rims and different things That's like that. That's coming up. Which is what we're going to do there. So uh, why don't we do that? We can take ourselves a, a quick break here. Grab Everybody get a beer. Refresh yourselves at home. You know, whatever that means for you. I, I don't know. I'm not the judge of that. Uh, 888-401-BEER. That's our number if you have any questions. Of course, you can join JP in the chat room. Get your questions through that uh-huh. way. More with Chris Graham on how to trick out your system. We're going to try to uh, wrap things up within the next hour. So uh, stick with us and uh, a lot more fun and games and I- information to, to come when we get back. Uh, hang in there, everybody. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right. Uh, Brewing classic styles, take one. So we got to do this commercial for the BN. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's uh, for Jamil's new book. Are you going to get it? Of course. You're going to pay money? I think we get that stuff for free, don't we? (laughs) I haven't got anything for free yet. Have you? No. Got a free kick in the butt. Yeah. This is starting to sound like an episode of The Butchers. Why haven't we done one of those butchers lately? No one likes them. Oh. There's a good reason nobody likes those either. What's that? Because I'm short and insecure and you're fat and smell like ass. Oh, man. That hurts. (laughs) All right, should we roll tape? All right, let's go. This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one place. Uh, no, I you can get it in a lot of places. Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre-order from only one place. That's not true either. All right, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. TheBrewingNetwork.com offers brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev, the most awarded home brewer in history, and home brewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre-order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself. It's every BJCP style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and extract version of the style. Available this fall, Brewing Classic Styles. Pre-order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Oh, that's so good. You sure you don't want something Yoda like a beer or something? Beer is the path to the dark side. Beer leads to drunkenness. Drunkenness leads to beer goggles. Beer goggles leads to dirty women. Once you get a dirty girl on your jock, forever will she dominate your destiny. When dividing up circles, first you straighten the curves. Now they're running in parallel, but it won't be the first time. If you hold on a while, there's another one coming slowly. 
chasing the way it goes, you know. Chasing the way it goes, you know. Somewhere it goes. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giant Park. Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. Settle down in here. Back on the air, getting ready to go. Drinking uh, Jaybu's beer, man. This wit beer is great. That beer. beer is tasty. Yeah. Nice, it's really good. Did a good job, really. Yeah, he you can tell. Job. He's a good guy. You can tell him if it sucks. Well, he's not here, so it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, he looks like he could beat me up. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's wow. awesome. It's the best wit I've ever had. <laughs> it's really good. It's uh, a brown. I don't care. It's well, good. he told us he kegged it up yesterday. Oh, okay. I mean, for a beer you kegged up yesterday, that's fantastic. Nice yeah. and fresh. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I'll have to try some later. There it is. We'll do that. All right. So uh, moving on, we are right in the middle of our discussion with Chris Graham about tricking out your brew system. 888-401-BEER is a number. You can join JP in the chat if you uh, have any uh, questions. Uh, where are we at, uh, Grams? All right. We're on slide nine. Okay. We're rounding the base here. All right. Nice. 16 pages total. 16 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So and we're on number six for me, which is having a pump. Okay. Even on a gravity system, I like having a pump. Okay. It makes cleaning things out easier. If you're ever having to lift water, that's just stupid. Hot water, lifting that up above your head, ridiculous. Unless you have a producer shad of your own. Yes, which I don't anymore. Yeah. I used to, but... Right. Yeah, no longer. But I do. You uh, have one, and so does Mike McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. But yeah, pump, uh, absolutely, so that you don't have to, If and, and, and talking about your stands earlier, you know, if you have a pump, then you're not like uh, these wobbly stands, you can just pump it up there. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it allows you to do a bunch of stuff. Um, How, what does w- the pump go for? Uh, what, about 129 bucks? Okay. Approximately. All right. Um, it allows you to do, like, a, a mash recirculation, which we'll call Herms Rim Smart, all the same. Um, allows you to do a counterflow chiller and up to a, a conical or even a carboy. Um, allows you to do the Jamil recirculation and the immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, filling fermenters that are hard in the kettle. Anyone can read. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> Anyone but, can. But read. there's really a lot of things, and uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Jamil's uh, thing real quick. Uh, that's what we use a pump for all the time. Is just that end the, part of the boil, exactly, which is an immersion chiller yeah. turned into a whirlpool machine. And there are people trying to do some clean in place application. I mean, there's 
hundreds of reasons to have a pump around. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Scott uses his to recirculate his hot water around his house because he can't generate a lot of wastewater. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, talk about an obscure reason to have a pump around. Yeah, pump around. And And it's one of the brewing pumps. Him and McDole also use it for that uh, keg and carboy cleaner. Different pump. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. So oh, nice I, try, but... I take it back. Yeah. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So next slide, which is slide 10 total, mm-hmm. is RIMS versus HERMS. Which both sounds like diseases. I just yeah, point out. it is. Actually, you just caught it, too. Yeah, so okay. actually, uh, RIMS, they both work on the same thing. You'll see the picture. There's not a whole lot of difference between the two. You have liquid starting as coming out of the mash tun. Okay. Going down to the pump, be accelerated out of the pump to a heat exchanger. The heat exchanger obviously warms the liquid up, and it goes back into the top of the mash tun again. Okay. On the rim side, it's a hot water heater element that's doing the warming up of temperature. On the Herm side, which we call smart, is a copper coil that's sitting in a hot water bath, hot liquor tank, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Herm's one because you don't run the risk of scorching. That's what Doc uses, too. Uh, most people do. Okay. I mean, uh, even I've got a lot of friends who have like Brew Magic Brew systems who we've helped convert over to Herms just because they realized after a while that a lot less scorching problems. Sure. Anytime you're applying direct heat uh, to. You, yeah, and you can't control a hot water heater element. Yeah. You can't tell what temperature that's getting the liquid right around it to. Okay. Where a hot. Uh, hot water bath and a copper coil, you know it's never going to be hotter than whatever the temperature of the water is. Okay. And it's all browning problems and whatnot. And let's face it, if you're going to sparge, you got to have hot water anyway. So okay. yeah. it tends to work out a little smarter, in my opinion, to do that. Okay. So that's RIMS versus HERMS. I, I would assume there's questions on that, but if we haven't heard any, then mm. not going to worry about it. Move on, yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right. Uh, next slide is heat exchangers. So a lot of controversy here. We have cooling versus heating. Um, so on the right, the lonely heater. Um, you can heat a bunch of different ways. You could probably use any of these coils to do heating with, but the most common is just an immersion-style um, heat exchanger. Is, is there any significance to the fact that the copper hose is uh, twisted? or Absolutely. Okay. Um, when you've twisted a hose like that, there's a thing called laminar flow. Uh, actually, I think I just screwed that up. Um, You've been hanging out with me too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many Pliny's here. <laughs> Is that what Jay Brew brought was Pliny and his own beer? Yeah. And a boy. Yeah, it's a good man. man over there. That kind of makes up for the no hot chicks, dude. You're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, drinking a, you're drinking a Pliny, we all turn into hot chicks with each other. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that chick over there that's, that's, that's taking Justin's place, dude. Way to go. You saw her, too? Yeah, she's hot. Damn. She's a twisted hose. So basically, think of um, standing at, uh, you know, basically the most surface area is at the edge of anything. So if you're sitting in a river and you're on the edge, you barely feel the current. Okay. You, you walk down to your waist, you still barely feel the current. You float out 10 feet, all of a sudden you're drifting down the shore because there's a lot less friction um, there allowing you to move on. Okay. So on a straight-walled copper coil, you're going to have liquid just passing through real quick if you... Uh, convolute that coil, you're going to have a lot of um, turbulation going on. The water's just tossing around, so it never gets that chance to have that core center be flowing a lot faster than the edges are. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, although I'm trying to figure out which one's better for heat exchange then. Both of them. 
it doesn't matter. Yeah, anytime you don't have the middle of your liquid flow being an extreme from the outer edge, it's always going to be a better heat exchange. Okay. And I don't know why I'm blanking on the name of that flow. Um, That's all right. It's something Regan preaches to me all the time. So am I right then that you're saying the twisted one is is better because the middle isn't moving any faster than the edge? Exactly. Okay. Because the middle is being tossed around constantly, so there isn't a typical middle. Okay. Um, While it's a better heat exchanger, it's a ton more expensive. Okay. So probably not an ideal, just typical immersion chiller. Okay. You're talking 150, 160 bucks minimal for one of those things. All right. Well, you just answered one of my long time. You know, you go to shops, you see the two next to each other. I thought maybe it was just for people who like designer immersion shows. Oh, yeah. No, no. And the only shop that has that is the one you go to. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's good to know. So, okay, now we're going to go to the left-hand side of this slide, which you have all the way on the left. You have your typical immersion chiller. Mm -hmm. Works great. That happens to be a 50-footer. We call that the 510 split. Designed for kegs where you're, or, or any kettle that has, is taller and skinnier. So where you can have, uh, the top part of the chiller be at the 10 gallon mark and where the second little section is, the top part of that being at the 5 gallon mark. Okay. Works awesome. When you're chilling, uh, wort, it's best to cool from the top. Because if you're cooling from the, uh, you know, heat rises. So yeah. if you're chilling that part down, you're going to get a natural convection going. Okay. Albeit all, not all that fast. Anyway, we have a counterflow. We have two counterflows in this picture and a plate chiller. I can expound on these. Um, All of them work pretty well. Immersion chillers work off of the idea of you just keep chilling to get to the temperature you want to be at. Yeah. Where um, the plates and the um, counterflows are a one-pass situation. Okay. I'm not. I, I, I use the counterflow quite a bit. I like them um, in terms of being able to clean them out every time. I have a bit of a fear of plate chillers that they work off of a scattergram. Liquid goes in. It's not forced to go in any particular direction. Mm-hmm. It's a great heat exchange. It's super fast. The problem is I fear that you can't fully clean them out. Okay. Because you, d- you just can't take it apart. Yeah, and go to any brewery that does have one of those as their chillers. They take them apart usually every six months to a year. And they say they're filthy inside. And they're running far more powerful pumps than we are in terms of pressure yeah and a lot more aggressive cleaners than we do okay so just my own personal preference uh, you know the deal is i'm not worried about contamination you could actually stick one of those plate chillers in an oven kill off bacteria if you had to i wouldn't recommend doing it on a regular basis but if you got you could uh, bacteria going you could kill it off that way it's just that eventually it's going to clog up on you okay and mike mcdowell all of our heroes. Yes. <laughs> is, uh, living Some proof. more than others. <laughs> <laughs> is living proof that you can use them quite a few times before they clog and up. And have successful beer. And yeah. he loves his. Oh, yeah. So, okay. All right. So that's just having a solid heat exchanger. I know a lot of people who still use ice or boil three gallons and use cold water. And those just aren't that great of a heat exchanger. Okay. Where having, you know, just a good solid copper. You'll notice all of these except for one are copper. Yeah. Um, Because copper is a great conductor. Okay. All right. Next slide. Oh, yeah? We've already gone through all of those. I see. All right. Uh, By the way, if you're just tuning in, you can download these slides we're looking at right there on our homepage. So... 
digital now and also keep in mind this is a tricking out your system and yeah. the things that Chris Cram can't live without uh, that is the discussion oh come on so when you we get to uh, have a digital controller well now that I have one you're absolutely right uh, yeah. not that it's helped my beer any but I'm sure it's supposed but to Chad's beer has gotten a lot well, better because of your digital right. controller right. Yeah. there are people in, in the forum that one or someone in the forum asked if Chris Graham's new name is Trick Daddy Trick Daddy Graham <laughs> Trick oh, Daddy God. G oh not bad actually Sounds a lot cooler than I actually am. So. <laughs> yeah, so you might use that. Yeah. Okay, so fermentation. Wait till, wait till I answer the phone tomorrow. <laughs> Hi, it's Chris. Yo, 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 what's up? Daddy <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, you can use controllers for all, di- digital controllers for all types of things, but for me, fermentation controls my number one. Mash temp controls my number two. Hot liquor temp controls my number three. And I actually use them for strange little things like warnings for boil overs and whatnot. So I'll stick a digital controller in my boil kettle, mm. set the temp for like 206, and put a flashlight or a light bulb to go on temperature-wise when it no hits that. Kidding. So I see that and I go, ah, it's time to go watch for that boiler. That is a great and nerdy idea. Hey, That's really up. awesome. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Yeah. The light bulb. Yeah. You know. Genius. Uh, okay. Don't ever call me a nerd again. <laughs> <laughs> Bring you back flashbacks for poor Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have another Pliny and I'll be cool again. Ow, stop hitting me. Ow, stop hitting me. I'm just good at math. <laughs> All right. Well, we're cruising along here. Let's go to the next slide. Oh, hey, I do want to slow down on this one. All just right, a we're bit. going so, back. Going back. Uh, well, just because. So, uh, I mean, I just want to focus for a second that there's a lot of things that you temp control in your process. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always use Doc's system as an example because it's the most automated system I've ever brewed on. So he's doing, you know, his his mash water is fully temp controlled and automated, and he uses one of these digital temp controllers for it. So that's a cool thing. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to pay attention. Like, you know, me and Shad are running out there going, okay, it's at 168 now. Turn it off. You know, and you can use it for that. I always say it's like having a, a helping hand. Yeah. It's like someone's job the whole time is just to look at one temperature gauge and do something about it, whether it be it turn on and off a, you know, a, a burner, whether it be turn on and off a pump, right. whatever it is, that's all it's doing for you. Right. Uh, so all the different parts during the process, and then, of course, uh, fermentation. Control. Yeah. And, and I'm a big fan of these cheap, simple digital controllers. You can get into PID. Mike is trying to get a son into doing some PID stuff. Not Ver- you, Chad, his other son. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> He's guy. like, I'm going to go learn about PIDs. You guys are jerks. <laughs> um, and, and they're very cool, especially if you understand how to use them. Uh-huh. I am by no means an s- engineer in any way, shape, or form. And so I know guys use them. They have a lot of logic to them. So if you're raising up to a temp yeah. and you're going, say, two degrees a minute, and you start getting within five degrees of where you're going, it'll slow it down. Okay. And so they're very smart controllers. Um I don't really find in what we're doing with brewing that they're all that necessary. Okay. But cool if you know how to do them. Gotcha. Can I ask a question about oh, the controllers, please? There yeah. goes the whole talk. Um, I have used one of these digital controllers to heat some milk for my grandmother when we watch uh, Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put in the probe once, it got wet, and now if she don't work no more very well. Um, it, what are those things on the left? Are they like uh, thermal wells or something? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can, you, can you get the probe? You like how I did that? Good question. <laughs> can you get the probe wet on the, on the digital controllers? Or you have to wrap it, maybe? <laughs> 
<laughs> Good like, question. Like any guy who's been with you, gay friends. <laughs> yes. You might want to double wrap. Uh, yeah, so you can't put the probe right into liquid. You? Ideally, you wouldn't. You okay. you actually can as long as the exposed metal doesn't, or the metal doesn't get exposed. But ideally, from uh, sanitization and just ease of use, you would not do that. Okay. So there are thermal wells, and we just did three different samples of what you can do one's based off a triclover that's the very bottom Mm -hmm. the most common we one we sell is in the middle that's for our carboy okay or for most conicals it fits any hole that usually has a number seven stopper in it okay and then the top one would be a thread in application like a mash tun or a hot liquor tank okay all right good for me all right moving on next slide a pilot light. Pilot this is, these light. are really some things that, come on, you don't need a pilot well, light. Well, listen, we're in my number three thing. Like, okay. You know, we're getting towards the end of what I really, you know. <laughs> but, you know, when we first built this, I was like, oh, come on. And now I'm like, God, I couldn't live without this. Because I'll go out, start my hot water heater going, or hot liquor tank going in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'll go in and shower and whatnot. And I know it's going to kick off. Uh, turn on and turn off based off of the temperature I set on it. Okay. And so it's just a really simple Honeywell controller. We're just lighting a pilot light underneath there, and it gets us to the temperature we want in the hot liquor tank, locks you in, and you're done. Okay. That's pretty slick. Yeah, when you're running this recirculation, this, you know, this rims or, well, herms especially, Mm -hmm. you're sucking the heat out of your hot liquor tank. Okay. So this is going to watch that burner underneath it and turn it on and off. Okay. You'll notice this burner is one of those multi-jetted burners as opposed to that high temp, high pressure one that I noted earlier that we liked. Yeah. And this one only turns on and off. And actually, on the left of this one, this one's set up with propane. We put a low-pressure regulator in front of that burner system. That's a pretty slick trick out right there. Oh, yeah. And and no, I will not sell this independent of one of my brew systems. Oh, you don't? No, it's 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 a bit of a tricky thing to set up. Okay. And uh, we've seen people make about a nine-foot flame off of this when they've set it up wrong. Yeah. And so you could easily blow up your house if wow. you didn't do it right. So okay. Not something you want to be messing with. Yeah. I'll help someone set it up, but it's not something I like to do. Okay. Uh, backing up real quick uh, uh, to the temp control question from the chat. Uh, was Do you really need a, kemp, a temp controller on your fridge for a kegerator? Uh, for serving beer? Yeah. I, I assume, JP, that's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not so much if it's a fridge. Okay. But a chest freezer, absolutely. Yeah, which but, is where we have ours. Yeah. yeah. But a fridge, I, I would say no. I mean... It's got a dial. Cold is cold. Yeah, one through seven. You don't care if it's 36 or 38 when you're serving beer. Yeah. When you're fermenting, you do. Yeah. You shouldn't have either. Okay. Okay. Very good. And if it's a chest freezer, absolutely, because then you'd be freezing your beer, and that's just plain stupid. Both JP and I have done that. Yeah. That sucked. What, be stupid? I lost a lot of good beer freezing (laughs) it in the chest freezer. Oh, yeah. Did you pull the ice out? The probe fell out and froze all my good beer. You didn't just take the lid off, pull the ice out, make yourself some good ice box. You know what? I gotta say, Ooh, I, yeah. I gotta say, just real quick. Um, one of the beers that I had frozen was that bourbon wood aged oat stout that uh-huh. went Ooh. through the first round to really? the, to the nationals. Okay, off so, of a mistake. Off of a mistake. Go figure that yeah, one. Yeah, I would never know. Okay, where are we at? All right, so the pilot light basically it's again another helping hand. It turns on and off the flame for you, helps things be consistent and for me in brewing that's the most important thing if i can do my mash consistently my sparge water consistently 
my fermentation consistently, that's going to make for a far better product overall, especially if you're entering competitions. That's what you want is what can I do to take those variables? We all know I always make fun of JP for, you know, having these weird idiosyncrasies when he brews, but it happens to everyone. So you just try to identify them, isolate them, get rid of them. And yeah. This might have hasn't happened in like four years, Chris. Uh, it doesn't matter. It happened once. <laughs> and and we, so I'm and going to make fun forget. of you. <laughs> <laughs> but the more you automate, the more you take out variables. Exactly. So. Okay. And I hardly consider any of this true automation. Okay. I mean, automation to me would be something that went over like an electronic arm and dropped my hops in. And, oh, when's know, that? Are you guys that, working on that? Yeah, a little bit. But okay. Good, good. <laughs> But I'll never sell it. Dan Gordon's system, that's full automation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's, it is a level of automation when temperature, when it's stopping. When you can control things that seem uncontrollable when you're just brewing, it it helps a ton. Yeah. Yeah. When are you going to have the, uh, make this guy a good brewer button? That's what we call a liquor store. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone always asks, like, when can I get the system? You put grains in on one side and beer comes out the other. And I'm like, it's a liquor store. (laughs) Way way cheaper than I'd sell it for. Hire a brewer. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. The easy button. Yeah. All right. Give yourself a shat. So, (laughs) next slide. All right. Float switches. Float switches. Okay. These are these little tiny things that have, for me, again, it's just this helping hand, turning things on and off for me when I'd have a lot of spillovers for whatever reason, whether it be sparging, it's like running a, through a hot back. It's like a midget. It's a little tiny much. helping hand doing things for you. Exactly. That's what a float switch is. It's a midget. <laughs> okay. I love midgets. <laughs> Shit. He says nothing the entire show <laughs> until JP mentions midgets. And then suddenly it's midget tossing. I them. want one. <laughs> Okay, go on, please. (laughs) All right. So the most common use for this is in sparging. And just putting one, if you're doing fly sparges, you can set it two inches above your grain bed, turn it on and off a pump as you're uh, sparging. Okay. You know, control the water so that it maintains two inches, one inch, whatever you want over your grain bed. I like to use them if I'm ever going to use a grant during a recirculation. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go through a hot back, it's a great way to use them. Turn on and off the pump to maintain the liquid level in the hot back. Yeah. Uh, Mike McDowell, your idol. Uh-huh. Uh, hot Justin. <laughs> Daddy McDowell. He uses one uh, when filling. He has these big white um, uh, tubs. <laughs> Shut up, JP. He's got big white ones. Huh? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Filling it with RO water for for brewing, yeah, you know it's a pain in the RO filters go real slow. So okay. what a pain to sit there and watch them. So he can just put a float switch inside the tank, turn on and off a solenoid valve that shuts off water to the RO system, yeah, and maintains his water that way. First time I saw one used us at uh, Golden City Brewing in Colorado. I was there with Jamil, guy, uh, great dude there. Let us brew with him, and he was using it on his. Uh, I think it was a Grant, um, but it was basically doing the recirc. So yeah, yeah, just a little vessel you collect your liquid in to pump out of. Yep, and uh, it was cool. It was the first time I had seen it, and it really was a. It, the way it worked was to it, it would fill up, fill up, fill up, and as soon as the switch got hit, is when it dumped out. It turned on. Yeah, yeah the pump turned, turned on. on exactly. So. I'll explain why you would do that okay. in that scenario. So commercial made pumps for or for commercial brewing, and just so most of you know, these start around two to three thousand dollars. That can handle wow. the right temperatures. There are pumps that are going to create a suction. Um, so what you wouldn't want to do is actually create a suction underneath your false bottom in your mash tun. Yeah. So you collect the liquid into a a vessel. 
and then turn the pump on to move that liquid out. Okay. Whereas a uh, our, the pumps we use in home brewing are typically not self-priming, so they're a magnetic coupled head, so they're not going to pull any kind of vacuum. So you don't have to worry about that as much. I see. So if you are using a direct impeller pump that does create a suction, you might want to use a grant. Okay. Oh, that makes a lot of sense to me, which is weird. Yeah, that is strange. Actually. Okay. I'm kind of confused. <laughs> All right, next. And then, and, and I also just want to mention oh. the last thing, too, the filling from a filter. And, and again, Doc's one of the only homebrewers I know who does consistently filter his beer. And it, it can't. Mike McDowell does, too. <laughs> it generally can't gravity through if it's a small enough filter, so you'd need to pump through that. That's a, that's a pump situation. Or, or if you're going to filter your beer, you're using CO2. Uh. I'm referring to water. Uh, filtering the, the, filter water. the water, yeah. and that's where you'd use the switch. Yeah. Okay, good. Typically, tip. you wouldn't do it in a keg, but you could. Okay. Good Good point. You can do that. <laughs> All right. If you're weird. Definitely <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> weird. Which I am. Thank you. <laughs> All right. The, the most important thing in my whole brewing, you can do whatever you want the entire brew day. Thank you. We're on slide 15. And but your number you, one reason. If you screw up fermentation control, temp control, you might as well have done nothing during the brew day. Okay. You can be the best goddamn brewer out there. Yeah. And very passionate and have this. nothing. I mean, if you don't control your fermentation temperature, it's going to come out based off of your element. And if you live in a perfect environment, great. But most of us don't. Right. So Chad does. But uh, the rest I feel of like us, I do. But the yeah. rest of us don't. Yeah. I saw he did use the uh, B3 temp-controlled conical, so I thought that was cool. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, JP, last week Graham thought that I had stolen a temp-controlled conical from the shop. Uh, you did. I which have, is a great I have idea. Of, I have mine at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I brewed in it this weekend. Well, I love the fact that it was right next to the hamster. Yeah. I'm like, what a great place to do an open transfer <laughs> the way we, you're doing yeah. it. That's how we practice oh, our sanitation. Yeah, I'm going to pour this beer into this fermenter, not pitch my yeast, wait till the morning. Next to the hamster next to the cage. Hamster. That's our house yeast. Uh, and I haven't cleaned the hamster cage in a while, too. I'm a big fan of doing everything completely closed, never touching ambient oxygen, and you guys freak me out. <laughs> yeah, and you taste it in our Chris beer, Chris is going to get married in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> me and Jamil. Amy, it's bubble sex time. <laughs> no, but I, I felt bad because last week on the show, Chris Graham mentions, he's like, what the hell is going on with the conical over there? And as a joke, I say, oh, I stole it from you. But I never followed up that joke, and yeah. Chris Graham left that night. And later that night, I'm sitting here, I'm going, shit, I forgot to tell Graham I was joking and that that's JP's conical I got And I'm here. home going through records going, yeah. he never got one of these. Yeah. <laughs> I had told him the next day. I was like, Graham, i got to tell you, I, did, I really didn't steal that, man. <laughs> I really didn't do it. <laughs> okay, so uh, fermentation, temperature control. And, and uh, so I, I did like three different examples of it. Yeah. So on the left is... The most simple, anyone can do this type temp control. A wet t-shirt on your carboy does a great job. Wet t-shirt contest. Woo! <laughs> God, I knew that was coming. Yeah. But the wicking action, uh, you know, basically as it evaporates, it draws liquid up, cools off the carboy. If you put ice in that trough as well, you're going to get even better temperature control. Ice during a wet t-shirt contest. Woo! <laughs> yeah. I've seen people get like, you know, 15 degrees off of ambient, which is awesome. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, put the old fan on it on top the of that. The oscillating fan, yeah. yeah. That's a more beer tip number is it? two, I think. Is that what podcast. we use? Yeah. Yeah, like that. <laughs> uh, go to morebeer.com. You can download their monthly podcast. <laughs> Tips on pods. Woo! 
So uh, the middle one's my favorite. Just any old kind of fridge, freezer, whatever. Where did you get this picture of a refrigerator from the 1920s? That's a beautiful fridge, by the way. <laughs> I, li- I like the the, uh, the the picture, the insinuation that the fridge is temperature controlled with the temperature controller on the door. Yes. Hey, That's a good one. He's hey. just showing everything. You know... There's right. only so much a guy like me can do. <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> but just to any standard fridge uh, with a uh, Pretty much, in my it. opinion, anything. Now, the key is where you put the probe, <laughs> as any good boy knows. <laughs> Listen up, JP. <laughs> yeah. If anyone needs help, Ooh. I can help them out with that one. That? So uh, here's where it gets I've worse. Been to the Ideally, you would put the probe inside yes. the fermenter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, now a phone call comes there. <laughs> yeah. But in, in an analog situation like this where the probe's pretty big, you can tape it to the outside of the fermenter and get great results. Yeah. You That's want, what I do. Yeah, you want to tape it to something. You don't want it just dangling in the air because air changes temperature so quickly. Right. So um, you'll cycle your refrigerator so many times you'll blow the compressor out. Ah, okay. And so taping it either at worst case scenario to the wall of the fridge, best case scenario to the wall of the fermenter. And this can be a carboy, a bucket, a conical, you name it. I Since uh, I do 10 gallons and I've got then two conicals, I just jam it in between the two of them. Right, you know, I mean, I yeah, press two both of them. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I where is my money drum? going these days? <laughs> I have 18 conicals. Uh, yeah, carboys, rather. Uh, <laughs> carboys, I just... You know, put it in between the two of yeah, them. You, uh, and that, that way it's got to. Uh, you're getting best of both world. yeah. worlds. Yeah. If one's going faster than the other, it'll trip off the temp control. Yeah. We got a, a drunk of the week. Dude. Oh. <laughs> Is he really drunk? See, I think he's drunk, but you know, knowing everybody, like, every time I talk to him, oh yeah, and then they get on the air and they they clean up for. Should about I five finish minutes. or should yeah. we go to the? Drunk? Why don't you finish before <laughs> we go to the drunk? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All right, last one. This is just kind of we're done with the top ten. Now it's a world of possibilities. Okay, PID controllers. Like I said, they're very cool. I don't understand them. What does PID mean? PID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what PID means. We're going with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's all it means? Yeah. You don't it, know, no, do you? It, absolutely not. You have no I'll idea. I'll admit that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what PID actually stands for? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, then what is a PID controller? You can at least tell me what the controller is. I mean, what are we controlling? Well, it's a controller, like any temp controller. Oh. Oh, that's a PID. That's why it's yeah. the controllers. Well, what well, we're using is called a thermistor. A PID is uh, some geeky term. Uh, but it's just, a, but it's just a temp controller. Yes. I'm good with that. Anything more than that, I'll fall asleep. Well, I'm actually yeah. looking it up. A proportional integral... Intergalactal. I can't even read <laughs> Planetary. <laughs> Derivative Planetary controller. Okay, good. Does that help you? No. Yeah, basically better temp control over what <laughs> I consider temp control. Okay. All kinds of solenoid actuated valves, like these would be ball valves that are turned on and off based off of float switches, flow rate meters, mm. um, temperature meters, anything you want. Okay. Uh, I want to get into working with laser and ultrasound switches for boil over protection i think that'd be awesome wow yeah. so it would just kind of uh, it would know sense the foam coming up and kill the burner or at least reduce the flame wow yeah that'd be that'd be something else um electrical elements i i'd like to make a hot liquor tank that you could run off of 2 220 voltage mm. And set for the night before, because that's usually a slower temperature exchange. Yeah, okay. Um, tankless hot water heater, which I think will be huge in the future. Because okay. if I could get one that would 
put out 170 degree water, I could eliminate a hot liquor tank. If there's, where's the water at? If there's no tank, it's well, (laughs) Justin. These have been around for about ten years. They have. Yeah, it's in line. (laughs) Where have I been? (laughs) Oh, so just like comes right through it and heats it as it goes through. Yeah. So you could actually filter your water before it goes through the tankless hot water. So you have filtered hot water. Yeah. Right there on demand. On demand. Like like uh, a lot of breweries are starting to use this. Okay. Jason and I were up in Corvallis about a year ago, and there was a brewery up there using one. Granted, this thing was two thousand dollars, but a beautiful system. Yeah. Digitally controlled. And I think they were doing about four gallons a minute through it. Way cheaper wow. than a liquor tank. Yeah. Okay. Very true. Now, if you guys had one of those, would I be allowed to use it? No. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on. All right. Uh, <laughs> hot backs are great. Could I borrow it if you weren't brewing? <laughs> no. Um, and then just a thing I'd love to talk about someday, and I, I'd actually propose this, was just building a brew room. Okay. And, you know, all the possibilities. If you go to Doc's. That just opens up the imagination. He's got sloped floors, drains, yeah. um, a heap of filter on the top. He's got a hood, hood yeah, vents, vent, yeah. um, st- a killer stereo system. Goats. Yeah, he's got goats on the outside. Yeah. And I won't even mention some of the other things Docs has. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good connections. Yeah. Tri- triple dip sink. Um, yeah. The, I forget that wallboard that's all... Uh, sanitary, just hose it down when you're done. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't didn't know about that. uh, Sanitary wallboard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. I saw the wallboard, but I didn't realize it was some special wallboard. Well, uh, it only goes to a certain height because you don't care about what's above the brew house. Ah, right. Oh, that wallboard. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that kind of hard, high-density plastic. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you really could do I mean, the brew house thing. There's a guy on, uh, I occasionally browse the More Beer Forum. Huh. And there's a dude on there, Jip, uh, you know this guy, uh, who's, who built some amazing brew room in his, uh, he's just finished it or something in his basement. It's called like the Great Basement Beer oh, Room uh, Project. Uh, oh, Jay Spies. Oh, Jay Spies. And, yeah. and, and just, uh, just an ex- like not only does he have his brew room uh, on yeah. the brew house on one side, but yeah. like big screen TV on the other, yeah. and kind of a whole. Nice. So yeah, that that could really we could, we should do a dreamer yeah. he, show. He has an awesome oh, set. Of, I would has, love. Yeah, to, he has his pumps covered in cop like copper sheeting. Flashing, yeah. Dude. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got one guy who's got like a 42 inch mm. plasma TV built in as part of his brew house. I like that. Yeah. So I, that that tops Jamil. Jamil, are you listening? That tops season. you. Ooh, snap. Yeah. I could pay even less attention to my brewing than if I had a big TV <laughs> in there. Uh, you want to take Drunk of the Week? Or, or is that porn. it? Uh, 42-inch porn. Yeah, it's, uh, that was it. That was the talk. I'm open for questions. 888-41-BEER or join us in the chat. you got about uh, 20 minutes left, and then we are out of here. And i got to take a break in between there, too. So uh, get him coming so out. don't ask questions. Tim uh, at a beer fest. What's happening? What's up, my brothers? Uh, you know, just uh, doing our Sunday thing. Uh, what's uh, Where are you, and what's the word? I'm at Squaw Valley, California, at the uh, Brewfest up here. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking about you guys, because I'm not obviously listening to you live online. No. So I thought I'd give you a call and, and tell you how great things are here. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's odd that you're is, thinking about is, us. Are things on fire up there in Squaw? Or? Uh, you know what? It's... It's freaking rocking. I don't know. I have, no, no, I meant like literally on yeah. fire. No, he <laughs> meant like partying. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't peed yet. <laughs> I hear you. The, the fire's out. Everything's safe. Uh, the, the beer fest here is rocking, though. Oh, uh, good. Good music. Good time. And uh, you want any any beers you want to mention that were really good? 
You know what? There's Everyone You know, uh, arrogant bastards come through, okay. and uh, black uh, black diamonds here. Oh, good. We, we, there are a lot of great beers here. And uh, have you tried everyone? You guys call because I, I miss you guys. I'm not home right now. I'm out here with family. And uh, wow, I call you in. And, <laughs> yeah. and be I'm, I'm here with my family, having a miserable time with my family, thinking about you guys. So I've been on hold for 20 minutes with some dudes <laughs> instead of with yeah, my family. You know, I don't check in for drunk of the week because I'm not alone and home and drunk. Yeah, but, uh, so you're disqualified on a You're out of home alone and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better. <laughs> the life did it. Uh, well, cool, you gotta man. Good at, you got to be good at something. Hey, that's true, and I'm glad you're good at, good at that. Uh, all right, brother. Well, I'll tell you what. You're drunk of the week. I'll give it to you. Why not? You know? Just because you're... <laughs> too uh, easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do sound like you've been drinking, but it's you're not too out of... JP always makes the callers sound like they're, just, like they're standing on their head and vomiting. And then we get him on the phone, and it's like, yeah, he's kind of drunk, you know. If you like, I'll call you back in an hour. That, <laughs> Actually, that that, that, you yeah, need to tell sentence, me that that, that guy yeah, not that drunk. That sentence just sealed yeah, drunk. I heard, I heard, ah. Oh, See, no. he's even drunker now. Now you've earned it. Now you've earned it. Yeah, you're drunk of the week. Only if you share it with your kid. All right, hey, enjoy the family today. Have a good time, brother. I will. I love you guys. Thanks, Take man. Care. Have a great show. I'll talk to you later. All right, we love safe. you too, bro. Be Woo! safe out there. All right, bye. Later. All right. <laughs> Come on. That was good. That was good, yeah. guy. No, it was redeeming at the yeah. end. Was, he tried yeah. too hard to seem sober. <laughs> kind of like when I go home most nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Amy. Kind of like Doc on vacation. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just a little tired. We brought that Graham home drunk uh, last Monday. Oh, God. That, I didn't even try to hide that. <laughs> Where were you? I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, we're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to do the... Uh, uh, Chad, what do we need to do before we leave, Chad? Thank you. Another uh, giveaway. Oh, Chad, look. Refractometer discussion real quick. Giveaway, and I that's it. Drunk of the you got uh, 15 minutes, kids. That's all we're doing. Uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This year, the Great American Beer Festival will last for three days, have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going for free. Beer, beer, and more beer, the Brewers Association, White Labs, and the Brewing Network are sending you on the beer trip of the year. Airfare, hotel, all festival sessions for free. Brought to you by the Brewers Association, White Labs, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and the BN. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Shit. 
that likes like an arrow big Damn, my east will not prove And fucking booth being rude Boom, that goes to blow off too And fuck this whole chat room I want out, Justin Chef That goes my chocolate stout And I never want to hear the word run high Skip about, I give up 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Jamil, JP, Johnny G, I can't think, I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. The BN. Got me going for a silver or a gold. The BN. But do I pitch warm or cold? The BN. Groove, get unrefined. The Bruin Network. Life saved five gallons at a time. The BN. Got me going for a silver or a gold. The BN. Yo, don't know to pitch warm or cold. The BN. I need some TBS box, but a shot is always holding the stock. Tick tock, the visa's unlocked. Sean, knock knock, Doc. Can you walk the walk? Pull out an airlock. A cock in his world flock. There's no my box. Into the mask goes a butt crack like a true breeder. It's that pale ale, my man, Boogita. Flooper, you beer nerds. That's how you just heard. The only man I know whose name is a cuss word. Come hang with Jays. I'm a jest and haggerty, and no one understands a word Daniela says. Either biscuit, the pit bull, or code right in full. Sniff your crack If you got the Jane hat Do line excel Where's my hat Go tip pound mad bet Trans is a low fat And let's meet some grab ass And what about Crotch Rock He's more than just down the block And then there's homegrown hops He's missing just like us Yo I don't know I can't see I can't see But then I hear Dark's little voice in my ear Screaming Who's gonna be out in the desert with me The BN Got me going for a silver or gold The BN But do I pitch warm or cold The BN Groove Get unrefined The Bruin Network I've seen You wrote another verse to the song Hell yeah, about a shun beneath thee You lactify me I'm talking about the way your funk makes me call thee Why, bro, come on, Chris Go ahead and ship me a vibe Of the sweet little hoes That's a big fat red head It must be Sean O'Fett Or it could be Roger's ass Mac I'm a hit there this Bitch, a flying donkey fist Calling K's and shit Downtown that scientist Drizzle, bizzle, my man Chris Graham Next to Morgan I hope he'll indeed Proves to be hot Damn, Sean Pakistan and Gordon Comedan I'm taller than you Won't fly him down Just don't stand Down we go Please don't cry Although we're gonna Rock the fucking roof Right off this beast So be in Got me going for a silver or gold The be in But do I pitch warm or cold The be in Groove Get unrefined The Bruin Network I've seen five gallons at a time The be in Got me going for a silver or gold The be in You don't know to pitch warm or cold The be in Groove Get unrefined The Bruin Network I've seen five gallons at a time I could have mixed it with chocolate and vagina. It still wouldn't help. Did you know that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer 
Beer Monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to the session. And now back to the Brewcaster. Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Love me some Rage Against the Machine, man. They played last night. Yep. I didn't get to go. Yeah, my roommate went to that whole show, but uh, she left bitch. before Rage. Oh, why would you do that? Because they're not very good. Uh, oh. uh, no. JP's mic is off the rest <laughs> of the evening, and his roommate's a douche. All right, everybody. Uh, wrapping things up now. Last uh, quick discussion we're going to have, because uh, More Beer has started doing instructional videos which kind of offends me. I was hoping to get to it before you guys did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can go to morebeer.com and you can click on, what do you click on, uh, videos? Or yeah, on the left-hand side you see video tutorials. Great. And uh, you guys are doing quite a bit of them now. We've got a few up so far. A few up so far. We're, we're working on a bunch. So one of them is this cool thing. Um, refractometers are kind of a mystery to everyone who's like me. Uh, you know, stupid. And difficult to uh, figure out how to calculate things. And uh, Quite honestly, this was a mystery to me too. Okay, I mean, so it's not just the namely stupid; it's gotcha. The rest of us. So we're going to discuss it briefly, but really, you should go and watch the video tutorial. You could find it on YouTube or find it on. I'll, I'll go through what's on there, but go to oh. morebeer.com mm-hmm. forward slash refract. There you go, and uh, you'll find the video right there. And so, what is the deal? What is it that you're trying to demonstrate with this thing? Uh, basically, it's the there's two parts to it. I mean, the video is cool. And that's going to help you out. But there's also an Excel spreadsheet in there. Okay. And so the whole thing is all of us know how to use, or most of us know how to use a refractometer when you're brewing itself. Uh-huh. And that's you know, basically multiplying by four. And I know Justin was pretty proud of himself that that's what he was doing. And, yeah, he could yeah. take a number, multiply it by four. And With a calculator, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I did. And figure out approximately. Yeah. But once you produce alcohol, now you have a different viscosity of liquid. And it's not going to refract the same way. And I know I'm not saying this right, but basically it's going to read differently because of the alcohol. Okay. Alcohol being thinner than water. Okay. So this will show you a simple little guideline of how to do it. Um, the calculations are built in. So if anyone wants to play along and download the Excel spreadsheet, um, just go to morebeer.com forward slash refract. And it'll get you there. Get you, you the there, spreadsheet. yeah. And this is cool because it's just a regular Excel spreadsheet that uh, is going to calculate this for you. It's an Excel spreadsheet. Now, let's say you don't have Excel. Okay. 
you can download this and actually open up yourself an account with Google Docs and Spreadsheets, which is free. And you can upload this file there, too, and it works. I checked it out already. But we're going to go along with people who have Excel because Excel is easy. Okay. So open up your Excel sheet. You can watch the video at any time. But you'll you'll see on this Excel sheet there's not a whole lot to it. You have your brew date, name, yeast use style. That's just for your own record keeping. But then you have a red box. This is the required area. This is your original gravity. Without an original gravity, you can't calculate where you are during fermentation. So if you put a 10 in there, you'll notice right underneath it, it it'll calculate 1040 specific gravity. Most of us know if you multiply your brick reading by 4, you're going to get an approximation on a specific gravity reading of 4 times that amount. Mm-hmm. So this one comes out 1040. Four times and by four. <laughs> okay, I got you. Divide by the small number, add a zero, and... Twelve-ty. Jump around. Perfect, I'm with you. Okay, so let's go up to the red box. Add yourself 15. Oh, We're going to make an IPA. I love the red box. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so... Why are you telling him to shut up? <laughs> I don't know. It's acceptable. Okay, the, the fact that he loves the red box. <laughs> so that gives you a 1060 starting gravity. Now, if you go down, you have a little area of data entry called refract reading. Mm-hmm. And it's a few days later, and you could put in a number such as 12. It, that would be the reading you get on your refractometer directly from your fermenter. Draw one drop, put it on the refractometer reading, get your reading, enter it in here. So a 12 would equal a 1040. And this is adjusted for alcohol. And the next day, you get an 11 few days later you get a nine and it levels out at an eight it's so awesome because if you're using the hydro for all of these different tests you're losing what oh four or five ounces every time if not more and taking that amount out is introducing a lot of chances of bacteria getting one drop out you can do it with i mean you could Use a stainless steel um, rod if you wanted to and just put it under flame. I mean, you can... S- <laughs> Shut up, JP. <laughs> the look you just gave when I l- said yeah. that. Prince look. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you can sanitize things a lot easier and keep things sanitary that way. Cool. And, and take one or two drops out. You can take a reading every day if you want. You can take one two times a day if you want and mm-hmm. not lose a lot of volume and really know how healthy your yeast was and what your fermentation's doing. Okay. Where most of us, before this, I was doing two hydrometer samples, one in the beginning, one at the end. Exactly. That was it. That's all I did. I never knew what it did in between. If that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about that. But, yeah. but I'd really like to know, just from yeast health, was this uh, starter worth it? Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of work and then never really check, was it worth doing? Yeah, and this is a way to measure it all the way through. And easily. to know how healthy everything was and to know where you are at all times. And to get that final gravity with one drop is awesome. Yeah. And because if you're taking, taking a hydrometer reading, you're going to throw that rest of the sample away yeah you're gonna taste some of it and throw the rest away where this way just one drop yeah well if it had alcohol and i wouldn't really throw the rest of it away you I, probably would i do if it was still a 1055 gravity oh yeah that's way up there yeah, yeah no even a 1040 yeah but once it got down to like 1020 or so what, what is your cutoff what is your unfer- unfermented work i think definitely 1020 halfway yeah once it's halfway fermented you drink it long of the short uh, we've tested this on a bunch of homebrew systems, 
and then commercial brew systems and I won't go back to using a hydrometer okay. except as a calibration tool here or there. Okay. Gotcha. So you're uh, you're sold on the refract. I'm a big believer. Well, I already had one. Yeah. Paid for it years ago. Yeah. Never used it except for original gravities. And now learning how to really use it for final gravities is awesome. Gotcha. Okay. So morebeer.com slash refract. There you go. You, you can also just go to the left-hand side, hit video tutorials, look for that one. And the PDF's right there. Or the, it it the has Excel's both right there, a video yeah. of how to use it and the... Um, spreadsheet the excel spreadsheet all right so there you go helping you out uh with your refracts chris graham well chris graham you've had a two-week tenure with us and I'm done. Uh, i gave you all the knowledge i had for two weeks yeah you don't have to come back in the show for like uh i don't know six months or so Oh, that's too long. That's brutal. You know, you'll be back every week once you get married, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, Doc, yeah. can I please come on the show? <laughs> can I get drunk? You only got uh, two weeks left, right? Less. Two, I, less. less. Uh, I can feel myself dying inside already. <laughs> Chris, put the gun down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's a great girl. It's just me I'm worried about. She going to change her last name? She better. <laughs> you haven't discussed this yet? Uh, is it going to be hyphenated? Yeah, no, she's going to hyphenate. No, no, I guarantee you that last name will change to mine in a heartbeat. Yeah. Of course, she has no idea what kind of debt she's getting into. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe you ought to change your last name. <laughs> exactly. That would be great if I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, JP, you going to that wedding? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Petros just didn't fit into my last name very well. <laughs> yeah. I tried. So I hyphenated mine. <laughs> yeah. Petros Graham. Yeah. Petrogram. Petrogram. <laughs> Sounds like a measurement, doesn't it? It's very you German. You sound like a measurement. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, next week, I don't know what we're doing, uh, but I know that Doc's back in town. And Chris Graham, really, seriously, thanks for uh, covering for, uh, you know, for a couple weeks. Uh, uh, it's been uh, great being Doc. Yeah, you've done... Having uh, fun drinking. <laughs> you don't and get and Doc money, though. You've done well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If I could only get the Hummer money, that'd be great. Yeah. Whoa. Or at least a Hummer. I mean, Whoa. Uh, we go, Chad. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to get paid for being a Hummer. You get a Hummer. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Chad, producer Chad, man wants a Hummer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't operate unless... I I get dirty text messages. <laughs> um, I will say there, there were a lot of dudes in the chat room, uh, science talking it up. Uh, cool, today. cool. And, and if they have, about, like, they were talking about like basic physics. Okay. Like there's an easy level on physics or some shit. I operate on one level of physics, and yeah. that's the stupidest level you yeah. could operate on. Yeah. But if they have, if people have more questions, they can call me up at more beer or continue to ask them tonight or okay my physics motor's like chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> it sputters i don't know what that means it's a really dumb thing to say <laughs> and jp good to have you back in the studio we missed hey, you thanks. last well we didn't really miss you but it's good yeah. to have you back in the studio either way well thanks uh you know uh, it was good <laughs> any good stories from Texas? You sound like a creepy huh? stuff. Any good stories? Huh? What do you got? Hang on, let me pull my pants down before you start with the story. <laughs> I'm not Mike. How was the barbecue? Uh, it was okay. I only went to one barbecue joint. Uh, no one what? wants to hear that. No, we talked about it on one? lunch meet anyway. Yeah. If it existed. Which we don't know. Then it would be there. You know what? They uh, I read a story that uh, scientists, I think in Germany or Switzerland or somewhere, f- broke the speed of light. Yeah. So that means technically an astronaut could arrive to a destination before he left. It's like lunch meat. 
They've theoretically <laughs> broken yes, the like speed the of light. They've not actually physically done it. I like that that's like Maybe. lunch Maybe. meat. Yeah. yeah, because it'll be over before it starts. <laughs> Did it happen? Which I is don't the know. best yeah. way I like to listen to lunch yeah. meat. There's, <laughs> yeah. no, there's no real proof in paper it happened. Yeah, that's true. Where we're, is it? I don't you know. You know what? We're way ahead of our time. Is what? Uh, <laughs> that's why that show sounds so awful. It's really that we're just ahead of our time. <laughs> You know. If you didn't listen to yeah. it and you were ahead of it, it'd be a lot better of a show. <laughs> I'm so confused, but I know that this is... Only if you catch it in the middle. Yeah. What? But it does describe lunch meat exactly. Yeah. All right, enough plugging of that awful piece of crap. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what we're doing next week, but Doc will be back with us. We'll put together a good show for you. Don't worry about it. Hey, and, Chad, um, he should what be do we have to do right now? Then. Oh, giveaway. Shit. Giveaway. Uh, caller, Graham, uh, what caller number? Twelve. 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 Is that too little or too high? It's way too low. No, 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 no. no. Twelve's fine. Twelve. We can do do the meltdown before (coughs) people are calling. Twelve. Eight 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 four zero one beer. (laughs) Twelve is the number. We're take caller number twelve, and you will register instantly for our GABF giveaway. And that is courtesy of Beer, Beer, More Beer, White Labs, East Company, the Great American Beer Festival itself, and, of course, the Brewing Network, sending you all-expense-paid trip within the continental United States. Uh, gives you a flight and hotel and tickets to every session. All you got to do is cover your food, and also you have to hang out with JP Does it give you a date time. with JP, technically? Yes. Or? I'll pay for the dinner. You'll pay for the dinner? If it's with JP only. No, no, it's with the whole... No, I think staff. Look at, look at the way he's wearing his head. <laughs> staff like that a PH. A, uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, JP did tell me that like you guys are all taking the guy to dinner. Did yeah, you know did. about... We oh, did. you do that? Yeah. <laughs> We're cool. Really? We're cool dudes. Yeah, but you're the pers- going. But I the mean, person who wins might not be. Don't think you're not No, going. I have things happening. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you'll be there. <laughs> whoa, 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 Hey, whoa. I've got to go touch myself in the room. I think we might go back to the same place that Oh, that's a good place yeah. to go. Where are we going? The Brazilian yeah. joint. Oh, yeah. At JP's favorite place. <laughs> that waiter's still there, I think. Oh, we're asking for him. Well, I'm sorry. You guys are jerks, <laughs> and I hope all your balls fall apart. Really? We're taking whoever wins out to dinner with us, too. Uh, usually, we're going to hang out with him, yeah. So if he, if he happens to be not cool, do we do the old uh, dine and ditch at the it end? It might be a little, oh, we're going to eat at McDonald's tonight. <laughs> we all have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> or we have to have a meeting over here. It's a it's sponsor a meeting. Beer. We'll have to come up with an out. Or just pawn the guy off on JP. Yeah, we'll give him the John Palmer. It's fine. Or John Plissé. <laughs> one of the jobs. He's definitely going with Johns. one of the jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tons take care of it. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right. Wow. And uh, are you paying for everyone's dinner? Are you going to pay for my dinner there, too? Probably not yours. But everybody definitely else? not his. But not this guy, yeah. Are the whites going on that dinner with us also? If they are, they're paying. It's yeah. great. <laughs> That's a good call. Bug wants me to tell you that he's brewing his oatmeal porter. Great. Caller nine, sorry. That's, that's great. Yeah. Good news, Right? That's great, right? That's great. Have I had well, it? Well, the oat porter with the oat malt. Oh, the oat malt. Oh, controversy. How do you make That's the oat malt? Right. Uh, yeah, JP makes a little hand signal for oat malt. Uh, Two, one more caller, and then the next caller after that will win. <laughs> one Eight more caller. callers minus three plus seven. Uh, it's physics. Is the winner. Ooh. You are right. caller 11. Sorry, buddy. I can uh, cover all this stuff while we're waiting for caller number 12 here. Books, podcast, <laughs> shirts. Bruce sitting here in the Available studio trying to call in. Here we go. Caller 12. You just want to pick it I up? I hope it's J-Bro. Yeah, I'll just pick it up. That'd be funny. Uh, go ahead. It's not J-Bro. Uh, oh, it's too bad. Uh, caller, you are caller number 12. Well, am I caller 12? Yeah, who are we talking to? Why am I? I'm Dresselbrew. 
Sounds like sounds a little like Chris White. A little drunk. Like crazy I'm, Jack. I'm uh, drunk, yeah. old dude. I've been drinking a little. Yeah. I'm Scooby Doo. <laughs> Where are you calling from? I'm in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. North oh, nice. Carolina. All right. Well, drunk old Drew, uh, you just uh, registered yourself for GABF. You ever been there? No, I have not. You ever heard of it? Yeah, okay, I've then. been wanting to uh, buy some yeast from uh, White from White Labs. But, Wait, you, you know gotta buy what? it from more beer. But from, it has well, from more beer. Yeah, White Labs yeast from more beer. But you know what? That's too long of a trip in the summertime. So oh, it'll be oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Priority day, mail next day. Priority, priority mail two days. Throw an ice yeah, pack. Yeah, you in know there. that sounds expensive. But <laughs> <laughs> we have it. Nah. Four oh five for a, anything a uh, sixteen ounces and under. So that's at least three vials. There you go. Well, now you've got your name entered either way you do it. And if you listen live on September 9th and we pick you, you're going to get a year's supply of White uh, Labs yeast as well. Um, and then you, don't have, then you don't have to worry about the uh, shipping. So uh, we'll ship it right to you. So cool. Uh, send your information to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com and we'll put your name in a hat, my brother. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have yourself a good night. All right. Thanks. Later. All right. So there you go. There's our two uh, for the day. We'll be uh, doing two more next week. Can I just say congratulations to Chad for remembering to do that? Congratulations, Chad. <laughs> Thank you, JP. Yeah. He's kind of been a star. How's the pine? He's really not a very good producer. Chad, uh, you're good at taking shit, but... You're going to have to shape up, man. Yeah. Tell you right now, he Keep did up, some. Chat. He did some pre-show as work a volunteer. Today. Uh, yeah, executive. Oh, very good. He did pre-show that, sponsors. You know, did a lot of roll. beer Jeopardy stuff. He's been doing some sponsor stuff. Um, so, Do you just want to take this or should I? Switch? No, I don't want to answer it all. We're out of here. Well, I'm going to Nate. <laughs> you talk to them, JP. What else is on my list here? Oh, buy Brew Your Own Magazine from the website. Just click the banners right there on our homepage. Everyone you buy, it helps us out. It helps us out a lot, and uh, it's a good magazine on top of that, so it'll be uh, cool for you. Click the ads that rhyme with frugal. That's free for you and good for us. And visit and 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 patronize our sponsors. You know, you got you got Beer Beer More Beer. You got Northern Brewer. Uh, you got White Labs Yeast Company in there. Uh, soon to be, soon to be Fermentap is going to be in yeah. that uh, thing. Patronism. But you, you guys are horrible people. From the two one A, Twenty First Amendment, of course. Good call, Chad. Five sixty three Second Street, two blocks from uh, Oakland Arena. Thank you. <laughs> uh, A road. Did I miss anybody? There's going to be some more coming soon. There are some new ones. Uh, a couple new ones. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not in there yet, uh, but they will be. The, the checks haven't so, been received. Uh, or soon to come. I hope I didn't miss anybody. But, uh, you know what? Just uh, showing those people your support uh, is, is really a good thing to do because they're the ones who are bringing this show to you, okay? So they uh keeping us on the air, keeping us alive, uh, keeping Top Ramen and Mike Cupboard. That's our sponsors right there. And uh, help them out for helping you out. Not only that, a lot of them come on the show and yep. give out this information on top of uh, sponsoring a thing. So, you know what? There's just good people, and that's what you want to look for when you're spending your money is people who, uh, who care about uh, this whole thing. And if you want to keep them around... Uh, as our sponsors tell them where you hear about them. Absolutely. You appreciate it. We get that all the time at More Beer. And talking to other, other suppliers around who sponsor the show, they, they love it. They, they love, love it. It lets them know yep. that they're, they're, they're sponsoring the right show. Keep you know. it real. So, oh, real quick, I wanted to say thanks to the, you know, the AHA sends out that Tech Talk, tech talk email. Yep. A lot of listeners uh, subscribe to that and respond in it. And a lot of times when questions come up about things, people are, are referring 
others to the Brewing Network saying, hey, you know, the Whites talked about this, go to the Brewing Network, or awesome. uh, Chris Graham talked about this, go to the Brewing Network. And I wanted to thank you guys personally. That's a that's a cool thing to do for us, and a lot of people read things like that. And anytime you do those referrals, it's it's a good thing for the Army. It's a good thing for the network. So uh, People in the chat room are kind of bitching there's no meltdown. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, we kind of melted down all the way through the show. Yeah. And, so uh, if we did a longer one, we'd hear another about it. Yeah. You know, don't worry, Doc's back next week. You can be sure there's the going to be some meltdown will happen. Plus, That's it's right. like the pre, uh, it's the pre Burning Man show oh, for me man. and Doc. Oh. So we're gonna, I think we're oh, already gonna be That's a meltdown up. now. It's Warm it up. Happen, yeah. La 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 la. <laughs> All right, uh, boys and girls, take care of each other out there. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. And thanks for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun today. We'll uh, see you next week. Cheers. Goodbye. Love of that home crew.